Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got the whole crew with us today. What? What? We got Jake and T Rex. What's going on? I'm back. Uh, let's, let's talk, Jake, for a sec. You're, you're back from, from Mexico. I'm uh, back. You're wearing a sombrero right now. I think, I am. No, I'm kidding. You're not Did you go to a donkey show? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. It's so, funny because everybody down there is like, Have you been to Mexico before? And it's like, Well, Tijuana doesn't really count when you go, you know, it's yeah, yeah. so not really, but Mexico City, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was so amazing. so you find out you're finding you're finding Kelvin Gastelum, mm-hmm. right? Now when mm-hmm. did you tell take us through that whole thing? When when did you find out? Well when we were talking to uh to Joe Silva that, that he had gave us like a date. He's like we, you know, November fifteenth, gonna be in Mexico. So they're like, okay, and then we're going through the, the potential so I kinda had an idea before the you know, before he told me, it was it was it was obvious. But uh, did he give you like people that like here people that you wanted? Who did you, who did you did you write down names that you wanted to fight? And then no. they pick Kelvin, or they, they pick Kelvin just for you? No, they, they, you know what? It was just that, that's just they came they came to me. They were like this is you know this is this is a fight here when this is when it is, and then that was really it. So it wasn't really a process now. <laughs> All right, so so now you find out you're fighting Kelvin. Now, are you excited to fight him? Or is that because you're ranked higher than him? You're ranked number what ten? And he's twelve or thirteen. Shit, did I go down a few? nine? What are you like nine, seven eight, seven? Man. You're seven. Damn. You're seven. According to different <laughs> I rankings, I don't know. Rankings don't matter. Rankings don't matter. You know. but, but you're ranked higher than Kelvin. Is it? Is sure. it kind of a, a tough fight for you? Because if you beat him, you're in the same spot or a little higher. If you lose, you go down. You're, you're four. number one in my book, Jake. Th- thank you. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks, that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those situations i mean every fight at this level is tough there's no easy fight I, you know and i've known kelvin he's, he's trained at rain a bunch I, i've never trained with him uh but no he's, he's a nice guy he's a nice kid he's, he's definitely tough i've seen what he's good at uh you know but it's a good matchup for me i like it now was he now what, him being from mexico or him being mexican and and you're fighting in mexico was the crowd very partisan towards kelvin well, they didn't. They didn't know that I was part Mexican down there. I had to tell them that. So, I'm a third Mexican. Yeah. Nice. Um, Eigenberger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. I'm saying, but like when you when like when, when, Eigenberger. Wait, so you, you don't pronounce the L's. Right. So, but I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm saying when you're like weighing when when you guys are facing off, is everyone there for pro Kelvin? Going, you could do it. I mean, it's, not what, really. I, you know, I, I actually I had more fans like, down there than I. Too. <laughs> I had more Thanks. more cheers, like more fans than I than I anticipated. So okay. it was, yeah, it was kind of like it was just loud. It was crazy, but uh, it wasn't really like they were just excited for this this card. You know what I mean? It but for Cain like, Velasquez, they went crazy. Yeah, abs- no, for sure. But I think it, they were just so excited. You know, it was like everybody. They ch- pretty much was cheering for everybody, so you couldn't really tell if there was right. like a you know a boo. And, uh, or a, like I said, that mm. they sold twenty one thousand tickets. In eight hours. That's crazy. That's like four Mexican families. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's going to be 20 cars in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's good. 20? It's all, 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 all for Kelvin. Mm. So, no, no, I mean, it, that, that's, that's crazy. I mean, it, so you're there. Now, what happened during the week? Did you have to, now, is it weird? Like, 
because you and Kevin kind of like each other. You guys are friends. Yeah. So was it sort of like, hey, all right, let's just do this for the crowds. Let's, let's like play it up. Because I remember he was he was laughing. I looked at the pictures. He was yeah. smiling, and you were making a really mean face. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. We, again, he's a hard guy not to like. It's just it's it's, it's the business. You're gonna fight guys you're friends with, whatever. And it's um, but he's cool. We we talked. We we obviously spent time together down there. Um. But it was, you know, it was a crazy week. We were busy. We were, we were doing stuff from 7 a.m. till, you know, sometimes 10 at night. So it was kind of like, we, you know, we had a couple a couple breaks in the middle. But our, the days down there were full. It was like TV, junkets. radio. Yeah, they were just, they were pushing, you know, pushing this event big time. Do you have a uh, translator? Um, <laughs> no. I was going to say, like a, like a Spanish translator. So you, they, well, we had... The, just brought the, Joe Sullivan with them. <laughs> We had we had two liaisons with us, and they were they were both spoke Spanish, and, and they worked for the UFC. So it was yeah that that was easy. But um, and then by the way, you did a great job uh, as your as a correspondent on uh, UFC. Oh, thank you. Thank that you. was great because you were you were picking everyone wrong to the point where I was <laughs> right, he even talked about. I was I was making jokes about it. I was saying yeah. that like you, you picked the South when the Civil War, and like <laughs> and that uh, you you know you you like picked uh, 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 Goliath over David. I was saying you were picking everything wrong, yeah. and then finally. Finally, you, you actually got the knockout, the Dos Anjos knockout. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. actually called it. It was mm-hmm. crazy. You know, I mean, it's – I really wasn't surprised. I mean, you know, ben, Benson's tough. He, he's, he's been the champ. I mean, he's, he's very well-rounded. But the, it's dangerous when you, when you fight guys who are risk-takers, you know. And Dos Anjos is a risk-taker. You know, training with him, he, he, he throws flying knees. He throws stuff that's just – it's hard to prepare for. It seemed you know like I mean? Henderson uh, did some really dumb move of turning around and running into the cage. That was like the the I don't know I'm not like I'm not a fight expert but I would say that's not the right <laughs> fight yeah yeah <laughs> what part of training camp was that I was yeah I would say listen don't turn around and run into the cage because <laughs> that's not gonna that's not a recipe for success at all but uh, it was funny because we were you know we had all had our picks um, Karen Matt Sarah uh, Rashad and I and like we were so we were in the in the in the avocado room watching these fights and. We were like, man, we are getting at me and Rashad. We're like, we have, we're like, oh, for thirteen right now. We picked every fight wrong, but it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun though. We had, we had a blast. Now, were you nervous um, doing it or not? Um, you know, a little, a little bit. There's, there's a lot of traffic going on, you know, in the earpiece. So that's kind of, you just got to be able to, uh, be quick on your feet. Really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's, it's like, they were really cool. They were really helpful. You know, Karen was great. Um, the producers were very excited just to, you know, to, to kind of help, help run you through the ropes, but. It's just one of those things. It, it's it's TV. It's moving fast, so you gotta just. It, it's like you're not talking about anything you don't know. And, right. and, and I really, you know, actually, this podcast has helped me a lot with with speaking and just analyzing. You fights, do a great so job, Jay. We love thank you. you. Thank you. Now, T Rex, how was your week? <laughs> it was very good, there, handsome. What'd you do? Uh, did some shows at the Ha Ha Cafe, and then um, my daughter had some. My twelve year old had tryouts. With this uh, travel national travel basketball team, which is you know, it's like seven foot three, by the way. Yeah, she's huge. <laughs> she's she, honestly, she's huge. She's like eleven years old. She's like she, she could dunk. She's doing like three WNBA, yeah. WNBA bound. No NBA, not even WNBA. <laughs> she's going right to the NBA. She's got a penis. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and that, so that was cool. And we went. Uh, the Did she make was, a team? Well, we don't know. But the cool thing was that there, there was a hundred girls trying out, and they. So the main guy call, called out three girls uh, for each team to play three on three in front of everybody, and he p- picked my daughter to play. And my and they were playing two three points full court three on three. And my daughter scored two of the three points for nice. the team to win. So I was very proud of that. Craig Robinson came to show his support. No way, yeah, that's, that's and, awesome. And he was hilarious because like my daughter would just make us just, just practicing, not during a game, just like do a layup, make a simple layup, and Craig would turn to me and be like, "Damn!" 
<laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> That's great. That and Craig Robinson, if you don't know, is the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. He's in all the commercials oh, now. He's hilarious. He's yeah. been in a lot of cool stuff. Guy. Really, cool really, guy. really funny guy. Uh, I had a I had a great weekend. I was I did shows in San Diego. Uh, it was funny because I do my show Friday night, and there's this huge guy in the in, the, in like the the crowd. There's like you know 50 people in the crowd. One guy was like humongous guy with long brown hair. So I start calling him, oh, it's Fabio meets the Geico caveman, and and like <laughs> I'm just busting the guy's balls. He's with some like you know pr- attractive woman, and I'm like, who is this guy? You know, I mean, everyone, someone's like, you don't know who that is. I go, who is it? He goes, that's Chuck Palumbo from the uh, from the TNA res- wrestling. And then I Chuck and I actually, <laughs> but I actually knew. It. I go. Wait, Chuck Palumbo. Wait, you were partners with Sean Stasiak and Diedrich O'Hare. He's like, you know that. So I knew exactly who the guy. I don't know how I. It was the most obscure. That's for awesome. some reason. Palumbo. I go, Chuck Palumbo. No way. And then his girlfriend kept getting up to go to the bathroom. I'm like, what is Doink the Clown out there? And I just, I did like 20. I'm like, what did Jim the Anvil Nightheart show up to sweep her away? I'm like, is he a Midnight Express here? I just kept making one bad 80s Formal reference. 80s. Oh, I'm like, did, did Demolition show? Up and <laughs> yeah, no, it was he was the, one of the coolest guys ever. He has a, a, a car show on the Discovery Channel now. But Chuck Palumbo is a he's a good egg. Uh, I like that guy a lot. So that was uh, and then I go at the end of the show, I go, anybody have any questions? And then some girl goes, I have a question for Jake Ellenberger. I swear. <laughs> It was this girl who's like your biggest fan. This mm-hmm. girl came. She said she's 0-3 in amateur Muay Thai, but that she reached out to you, and mm-hmm. you were so nice to her, Jake, and that you get her in shape. You you inspired her to get in shape. She used to be 200 pounds, and, mm-hmm. and like her, she just went off. All on you. She was a really sweet girl, so that was that was really nice. Uh, yeah, I think I met her at a smash. No, she had a boyfriend. Uh, but but <laughs> these girls actually invited me back. There was like these like strippers, and they said they were strippers, these hot blondes. They invited me back to their place to to part. But I, I like go there. There's so much. That never happened. There's so that. much blow uh, as far as people just. And I don't I don't I, I don't do drugs anymore. Um, and I just was like I you know it was one of those things where if everyone's on drugs, you mm-hmm. feel like you're the weird one, right. you know. And um. Oh, I'm used to that. I, I always get the, the, the weird looks. Right. Like, like, really? I was at a party in San Diego, and it was like. Everybody, it was just weird. There, people were on stuff that I've never even heard of, and they're just like tripping out. Like, and, and some people Marijuana? were on a few things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what is this ketamine, some uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like people are just all over the place, and, the, and like they're looking at me like I'm a, like I'm a giraffe. It was. Weird. Oh, we're doing ketamine at the uh, party on Tuesday. Next uh, Tuesday. No, that's the thing. No, it's honestly it, sometimes when you're you the only one not on drugs, you feel like you're. I'm like, going to the party. I don't I'm know about now. Kidding, sometimes though. you feel like you're the outcast. That was like my whole high school when I got sent to boarding school for troubled kids. I'd come home and like hang out with these kids and they'd all be drinking 40s at the, at the, and I just I, I didn't do that I didn't drink 40s at that like the schoolyard the cool and everyone kid. looked at me like I was I was the complete outcast look at Adam got his stuff together oh yeah I was like weirdo that's how I felt in a way you and plus but there was, 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 it was it was one chick that was hot but the thing is once you, once you leave they tell you like once you leave a comedy club the, the advice they give you is uh, never go to when you go from a, go from a comedy stage to your hotel room Never go to their local bar or local party because you lose your powers. Uh, people see you on stage. You're like you have power. You're funny, uh, and then you go to that local bar and you're like every jerk off at the local bar. So um, I, I don't. I, I disagree with that. But you're you know. married and you haven't got laid in 27 years. So I, <laughs> and every time you do get laid, you have a kid. So, so I'm, I'm saying. So your your point is opinion is invalid. No, I'm kidding. no, but I'm saying no. It's true. You, you flex your powers when you go to these bars because they're used to seeing the 
same old schmucks running around, and then you walk in, Mr. Joe Hollywood, and I you're don't like, know. hey, that's the guy that's a comedian that has the podcast. But you're never going to look as good as you get on stage. Now you're slaying box. I'm telling you, 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 you slay a lot more box in your hotel room. You go Not from by point, a to point A to point B. Good points. Not by yourself. But anyway, plus, I'm dating this girl. I actually went with this girl to, uh, I took her to Dude, this concert. This? Like, this is like probably chick number five since we've had the podcast. Oh, way more than that. But so. Uh, <laughs> 15, bro. No, but we went to, uh, the, we went to a concert Sunday. The, it was called the Made in America concert, right? And uh, where was it? It was at downtown LA. One of the bands that was playing was uh, Juarez. No, Juanez. You ever heard of Juanez? Mm-hmm. It's this Mexican, huge Mexican singer. And I looked around. I'm like, there's no one here made in America. <laughs> but, so, but it was a fun. It was a. It was a. It was actually the concert. It was Kanye West, John Mayer, Weezer, Steve Aoki, and uh, wow, and who else was playing? And Cypress Hill. It was like a, a smor and then a, chance to rapper a smorgasbord of of uh, people. It was actually a good show. It was a good yeah. show. I like John Mayer was good. It was funny though because you had all these. It was it was nuts. I felt like I was too old. People thought I was an undercover cop That's <laughs> when I was there. I actually went to some kids. I'm like, uh, guys, I'm not a cop. Look, I, I have weed. It turns out they were a cop. But, uh, <laughs> Is that true? No. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. No, but it was. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was it was fun. But there was one guy who had a shirt that said single. Taken in the gym, and and that was checked off. I'm like, I'm like, really, dude? Like, it's a good thing you're in the gym because we don't need you fucking yeah. fucking up the uh, gene pool as it is. But, <laughs> like, I'm sure you're beating chicks off with sticks to begin with. You don't need but. to procreate. There were there were a lot of there were a lot of girls uh, there that were wearing like pretty much nothing. And then I did a show last night that it was like, it was the the. <laughs> I go into the haha. It's like it's all black. The crowd's all black. Like, uh, what? Mel- yeah. was it Melanin Mondays? No, no, it's not Melanin Mondays. I was like, it's good to be here at the Apollo. I mean, it was like because so, some guy brought like all. He was on some line dancing. It was called the Soul Sister Line Dancing Team, right? Oh it's my! It's black God. line dancers, and they all had afros. Hmm. Every, like there's a bunch of. It was like these fake afros. I go, I walk into this. I'm like, what is there a Shaft premiere going on right now? It was, <laughs> it was pretty funny because I did my whole like jokes about how Persian vaginas are hairy, and then I go, they look like your 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 head, and I point to the girl's afro. But so anyway. So that was uh, that. That was that. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. How many how many of the waitresses got stiffed last night? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even. Can I laugh? Can I laugh at that? Joke? You can laugh. You can laugh. <laughs> you can laugh. You can laugh at all his jokes because he says them. So, <laughs> well, by the way, people are still like I get. Messages every day on Twitter where people are saying that when they see my picture, they're like, "Holy shit, you really are black!" Yeah, no one thinks you're black. They I don't think, think you're black. No, I'll oh, get a well. message like, "Dude, you're blacker than I thought you were." Because T Rex was he was adopted by white parents and he played hockey, so I think people assume he's white. I know that's racist though to think that because I enunciate well and I have good diction that I <laughs> yeah. that I couldn't possibly be well. Well. No, uh, listen, <laughs> right? You just say so to anybody listening, he's late every day. He's black. Okay. So. <laughs> I was here at least 30 minutes before Jake today. If, if you saw the amount of fat white chick groupies outside, you would know. <laughs> this guy, yeah. That he, he's as black as they could. No, kidding. So, well, that's um, why fat white girls always have black guys with them, because black makes you look thin. Oh, is that what it is? That's know. hilarious. <laughs> that's really, is, that, is that your joke? That's no, Dennis, Dennis Gaxiola. Oh, that's a great joke. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, fighting. Let's talk about fighting. Ben Askren. Looks, you see his fight last week. He won. Looks like a fucking world beater. Uh, he 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 beat this guy who I, I didn't know much about his uh, uh, Nobutatsu Suzuki, 
who uh, who's beaten some guys. I guess he's on the, his way over the hump as far as his career is on the the other side. But Askren went in there in a minute and a half, just stomped this guy. And I think knees knees to the are helping to a down opponent in in like one FC. But he looked like a world beater. He stopped his last four opponents. And, you know, and Dana White said, look, if he keeps it up, he keeps doing this, we're going to get him in the UFC. He should be in the UFC right now because I would oh, like yeah. to see how he – I mean, granted, the, I think the guy was ranked number 115 in the world or something. He's not beating the top 10 guys like this, but he's looking pretty good doing it, mm-hmm. beating the guys he's beating. And uh, that, that was pretty cool. Seeing- I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say that I wasn't a big proponent for Askren coming to the UFC because I always thought his fighting style was boring, but as of late – and hanging out with him in Vegas a couple of times, I I want to see him in the UFC now. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, he, he's funny. He's cool, but he also he has what it takes to be in the UFC. Well, and, and I mean, he's asses. an Olympian wrestler. Yeah. He's a two-time national champion. He holds a record for most pins in a season in college. I mean, he's he's a world-class athlete. I don't think there was ever a doubt. It's just that he's also one of these guys that he doesn't he doesn't care about the fans and. He cares about his fans. He doesn't care about the fans, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think if you, Adam, if you send me that picture of him wearing the belt oh one more time, I'm gonna have to delete your number. <laughs> so uh, last, oh. yeah, oh my gosh, he's naked wearing the belt. So last week, by the way, our uh, producer just walked out. It's always good when uh, our, our sound guy Evan Be- leaves. Beardo okay. taking him. So, so uh, it's been a crazy week for MMA last week. Henry Cejudo, another Olympian, gold medalist. Dude. Cut that guy. Has missed weight for the fourth time. Mm. He's that was four, I thought that was five. In the fourth time this this year. He's now the miss away champion. Uh, he's <laughs> miss away champion. <laughs> I love making him laugh is the funniest. I love it's like I look forward to telling him these jokes. No, but seriously, I mean look, he can't make the, if Kendall Grove pulled out as much as he did, he'll he'd only have seven kids. That, that's seriously oh my he's God. he's ridiculous. At what point you you can't make the weight? Mm. Why does he keep signing up for 125? Is he scared to go 135? It is but he's an Olympic wrestler, Olympic, Olympic gold re- medalist, not an Olympic. But can't but and he does he can't cut weight properly. That doesn't make any sense. He's got some mental issues. It's like you, you think being a yeah an Olympic a gold medal an Olympic champion in wrestling. That would be a, a credential right there that you know how to cut weight, and it's like you're embarrassing yourself. And it's weird. It's a, it's a mental issue. So we got Scott Jorgensen, by the way, coming on the show soon, who uh, was supposed to fight Henry. Sudo. I was really looking forward to that fight. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then, okay. So that that so he doesn't make weight first, which I think is going to be. By the way, all this happened by the way because I was using those dude wipes. Uh, not this, not a direct correlation, but I was using dude wipes, and I, I was enjoying it so much, getting my ass clean that my fucking Toilets now clogged. With dude wipes. Oh, dude wipes. So now for four. How many dude wipes are you using? I don't. Too many. And I was like, dude. No, but fucking <laughs> four fucking days. My fucking toilet has been clogged because of those fucking dude wipes. And I, I look. I'm a, I'm a fan of dude wipes. They are flushable. I think I was using too much. I think you see. I think you have to spread them thinner. I, I think you have to open the pack. I, I know. <laughs> Just wiping your ass. Yeah. With the pack. Yeah. Thank you. With the box. I was I was wiping my ass with the fucking box. <laughs> But my fucking toilet's clogged now. Four days. It's been clogged. Uh, four luckily, days, I have clogged four luck, days in a row. Like. Luckily, I, I it's been clogged. I, I I have two Get toilets. A plunger. I I had oh thanks there, <laughs> Super Mario. I'm but fucking I, I, I've been plunging it. It's not nothing's been opening. It hasn't worked. Oh my god. Yeah, but I have two. Good I have idea. two bathrooms. Thank God I have two bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. But Holy fuck shit. yeah. I, so now and then uh, and then I go to my landlord at at noon on a Sunday. I'm like, dude, 
I'm like, dude, but I'm like, he's like, it's Sunday. I'm like, great, but my toilet's uh, anyway. That's cu- tomorrow. My toilet's gonna be unclogged. So basically, your asshole's dirty right now. No, I've been. <laughs> I have two toilets. Get the pee fucker. in the sink. All right. So anyway, so that happens. All right. Uh, so Burrell, the day before. <laughs> You're fucking crazy, man. Uh, thank you. So. <laughs> No, because we're talking about Henry Cejudo to clogging his toilet with dude wipes. Well, no, because I—I'll tell you. I'll tell you the correlation. I found out all this was going on while, like, all of a sudden, my my phone starts blowing up. Like, oh my god, Brown miss weight, Brown miss weight, and I couldn't text him because I was clogging my fucking dude wipe toilet thing, <laughs> and I wanted to tweet jokes the whole time, but I was getting angry, so I was tweeting jokes, plunging toilet, tweeting jokes, plunging toilet, and I was going back and forth. So anyway, Burrell, anyway, <laughs> Burrell's corner said that he was using cream on his hand. His trainer said he was in the bathtub and he was using cream on his hand and slipped and fell in the bathtub. Cream, That's how he like knocked Abilene him. or something? Uh, why like, do you have cream on your hand while taking well, a bath? Abilene opens your pores, yeah, when guys, right? yeah, when guys cut weight, they use Abilene, which is a, it's a makeup remover, but it opens your pores, helps you sweat. Oh, so that, that might have been what was... He wasn't masturbating in the bathtub, he slipped not. and fell. I, I wasn't there, I don't know, but I hope not. That's so, why I'm late every day. So he, fa- so he falls down. like he, uh, So he fell? He, he fell hurt? in the bathtub. He passed out. Oh, Cody McKenzie said, this is why I don't bathe. Uh, but he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he falls in the bathtub, and uh, uh, he passes out. Meanwhile, so then Joe Soto becomes the main event, which I, I'm sure you guys who are listening know this, but I'm mm-hmm. still going to recap what happened. Uh, who was supposed to fight Anthony Burchek, who was on our show. Right. He didn't get to fight. He, Anthony Burchek does get his, his, uh, his uh, win. I think he got $8,000. I think he might have got, I don't know if he got the win bonus, but he got sixteen grand. Goes home, finds out he got robbed. So Burchek mm. got robbed. That's nice. His house? His house got robbed. They took everything. So, wow. so he had some weekend. He doesn't get to fight. The guy he's supposed to fight gets the main event, and well, at he, least comes he got paid. He gets, robbed. That's he, the good he gets thing. paid, and his wife Just has enough huge, to replace huge, huge tits, by the way. And his wife's really sweet, but but uh, <laughs> he still got screwed. Um, now Dilla, now Dilla's show, I felt it was in a no win situation here because if he if he wins, he he, beat he beats Joe Soto. Who, yeah. who, who basically was like, it was like the price is right. Come on down and fight, you know, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. And if, 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 like, he, and if, if he loses, he, lost he to loses to a guy that wasn't even ranked. It's like fighting a mongoloid. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Th- are you stoned right now? No. Yeah, right. So, okay, if he, so yeah, so if it was one of those things, if he lives in a no win situation, I actually wrote that if, uh, uh, if it, if 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 if, if he, you know if, you know Soto was in a no lose situation because if he wins he oh, beats yeah. Dillashaw chance of a lifetime. if he loses at least he's not Tim well, Sylvia and they, <laughs> 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 the big thing I mean with with this fight too it's like it's your main event you need to have a fight um, and I think TJ was you know willing to take the fight it it, it is a, it's a tough situation for him because um, I, I know. Dwayne Ludwig wanted to make it a non-title fight, um, and I, which would make sense. But at the same, you know, MMA fans know who Joe Soto is. He's a tough. He's he's an extremely tough fighter. But a lot of you know, it's his first fight in the UFC. People don't realize that this is his UFC debut. Now he's that's crazy. Event, uh, for a world title, it's, it definitely had a rocky feel crazy. to it. And you know what? He definitely. Uh, I thought you know they trained together, mm-hmm. and you know, and in a way, I thought that TJ because of the whole mental aspect. Might have had an easier shot against Burrell in some strange way because he had already beaten Burrell. He was obviously in Burrell's head. But why is Burrell making such a weird weight cut? I mean, he was you're, you're three and a half, you're four pounds over the day of the fight. Wasn't he twenty five pounds the, over the day before? No, I think he I think he was four pounds over the day before. He was four and a half over. 
So what I, which is still a really? lot. No, the day Fair of the weigh-in. No. It was yeah, four and a half before, but that's a lot to cut in one in two hours. Four and a half pounds when you're well, already. It just out. depends because it depends how much you've been cutting. I mean, I, I know guys who really wait to the last day and cut. They'll cut eight or ten, but they'll be overhydrated. So it's it's not a real big deal. So if he's been cutting weight for a week, four pounds is a lot of weight. Yeah, you know? but when I saw him at, at one seventy three, he looked he looked terrible because I <laughs> he he cuts a lot of weight. Like he was so sunken in, and and he's like as tall as I am. You know, he's fighting at one one thirty five. It, it's he's clearly cutting way too much weight. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, look. I'm a Barrow fan. Um, what's the name? The guy from uh, MMA Encyclopedia wrote a, an article that really pissed off a lot of he, not his article, but Dana White seemed to be very angry about the whole the way the media was treating this, this, this event because some people were saying, mm. "Don't order the event. Show the UFC that take a stand against them." And I think that's wrong in a way because. I mean, look, the sport's not even legal in New York yet. It's still a very new sport. All these guys, they've been busting their ass. And you can never tell how an event is on paper. There are mm-hmm. times that on, a, on paper, it's the greatest event ever. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, a, a, a can't lose. Every fight's stacked. And the fight's eh. And then there are times like this where Shayna Baszler is arguably the second most exciting fight and nothing not wrong with Shayna Baszler but I'm saying that that the, the Baszler-Kareth fight was like the one everyone was excited about really and you know what the event was great it was a great event sometimes fights don't make sense on paper they don't look as good mm-hmm. as they are and you know a lot of times these younger guys have a lot more to prove a guy like Yancey Medeiros mm-hmm. who that fight was great and I was really proud of Yancey I like mm-hmm. Yancey so to, to tell there. so for the like the media to say <laughs> Don't order the event. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. I mean, you got as a fighter, you guys are working your asses up. Don't take it out on the fighter. I mean, it was the fighters, are, and it's a, one of those things where when the sport becomes more and more mainstream, I personally, I I, I love the fact that you know Saturday. Uh, last week there was double header, and then Saturday there was a UFC, and now Friday there's Bellator and the UFC, and Saturday there's Inv- Invicta. MMA is my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? People, oh, there's too much. Really, there's too much. Well, you don't watch every fight then. I mean, everyone's com- people, people complaining. Oh, it's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, what don't do you watch want? Golf, yeah. Is there too much basketball yeah, on? Too much basketball. Too much football that, that... on. Too much baseball. Too much hockey. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, give me a break. There only should be one game in basketball per night. Uh, two teams <laughs> playing. I mean, I mean th- what? This, this, you can watch. T- you don't have to watch it. But right. people are all angry. It's I don't know. It's just, some people just want There's to There's a ton of fighters, and they need they need a platform. It was crazy though seeing Dana White go off on uh, who was it? It was uh, the guy from the wrestling Dave Meltzer. He said, he oh, basically yeah. called out Dave Meltzer on TV, which was like you don't really see that that often. Mm-hmm. But Dana White was on fire on Twitter this weekend. Uh, some of the things he was writing. Was I'm I'm just gonna read a couple of them because I don't I can't do it justice trying to You're paraphrase it. No, it was it was it was a it was a different type that. of egg. It was like a hard boiled egg. This one. It was uh. So uh, while we're pulling that up, we'll talk about. By the way, Bellator. Everyone's saying that Bellator and the UFC are now and they have this great relationship. Bellator releases the day of the fight. Uh, watch Joe Warren knock out Joe Soto, which you know you know wasn't really that you had to kind of piss the UFC guys off because let's mm-hmm. say Joe Soto wins, then you're going to show Joe Warren knocking out the UFC champion at 135. So uh, yeah, that was definitely right. a jab. That was a jab. That was more. That was a right hook. Um, <laughs> So that was that was crazy. I, I you know, 
the event. So Derek Brunson beat Larkin. I was happy for Derek Brunson. I thought he fought him the right way. You know, he just got he just got stopped by Yo Romero. Larkin's a, he's a dangerous guy, man. He's a uh, he's shown you know he's shown his, his his Muay Thai like he's the guy's always dangerous. I think I thought Brunson fought smart. And uh, Larkin's moving down now. And uh, Brunson, he said he uh, he's going back to um, Greg Jackson's. He said he wasn't there for the for the for the week. I mean, for the training camp, he was home because he wanted to be with his kids for summer camp or something. And uh, but now he's now he's going to have Jackson back in his corner. Uh, let's talk about Beth. No, Jackson wasn't in his corner. He was in his corner, but he he didn't yeah, have his true. camp there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramsey Nijim, I love Ramsey, but he's got to get better defense. As far as this whole like chin up, guns blazing approach, while the fans are gonna love it, it's not a great way to fight. I I would think, and Ramsey's better than that. But his it, neuroplasticity won't be thanking him anytime soon. But he's uh now. Where did you think of the Shayna Baszler fight versus? Be- is it Betch? <laughs> People are saying yeah. Betch. <laughs> Betch, yeah. <clears throat> what yeah, a Betch! <laughs> Life's a I Betch. That's coming. <laughs> No, it was it was a great. It, the first round was great. Um, I think you know she's 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 a dangerous hit, she's a dangerous fighter. Uh, Beth Beth is a hitter. You can tell she uh, she had her in trouble in the second round, and and uh, she could she could you know once she backed her up and then caught her got her on the fence, she kept her there, and you know. But we we called it was going to go that way, didn't we? On the last show, we called that. It seems like Baszler, Baszler was going to be in trouble. It seems like Baszler gasses a little bit. Like she's got a great first round on her, but then I don't know if it's nerves or Josh Barnett punching her before the fight or. Like, <laughs> That was crazy. You see her? She walks out with Josh Barnett, and he's warming her up, and he's hitting her like, open hand. He's, I mean, he wasn't hurting her, I don't think. He's still a 275-pound dude, and she's a 135-pound girl. But he's like he's like smacking her up, and it was like, I was I don't know. <laughs> Somebody wrote Dog the, the Bounty Hunter was actually coming after Barnett for hitting, <laughs> hitting Baszler. Um, but I like Shayna Baszler. I think it's one of might be one of those things where you know, unfortunately, she might have gotten into the sport a little too early. Uh, and peaked before it peaked got before huge. it got huge. You know, um, how's uh, have you spoken to her? No, I haven't. I haven't have you been no. Have you been over there to uh, Team Edmund? Uh, yeah, I was there this weekend. Yeah, worked with Edmund, but uh, no, I haven't seen her. I know. Uh, you know, it's tough. His styles make fights. I mean, she's a she's a great fighter. She'll be back. You By know. the way, I think Ronda kills Betch. I, oh, I, that wouldn't even be a good fight. Yeah, that, that wouldn't even be a good fight. <laughs> yeah, Ronda would destroy her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I know she's, she's calling out Ronda, and she's you know blah blah blah. You have but, to, but I just don't think <laughs> exactly. That's a, but you never you know. But, you should. but right. still, I mean, it's a. Uh, I called Betch the horse whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to be taming the horses. Um, the horse whisperer. Yeah. Now, now the uh, before we get to. Um, Jorgensen, uh, TJ, what do you guys think of TJ? I thought he looked good. I think in a way it kind of looked like a glorified sparring session. So after a while, uh, it seemed that it, you know he was Joe Soto was a tough guy, a durable mm-hmm. guy, but didn't seem like TJ was ever really in trouble. Even some of the punches that Soto landed cleanly didn't really even rock TJ. Yeah, no, he he, you know, <clears throat> you think he, he was unmotivated. Some... What you think he was kind of unmotivated? Like after a while, no, I don't think he was unmotivated. I think he was like get this fight over with. You know, mm-hmm. I think he was. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly winning the fight, so it's like, yeah, I mean, he, he took some shots. So it was like, it was sometimes when he came in, he had his hands down. It was like it's kind of it's dangerous. I mean, Soto's he's he's a powerful guy. Yeah, but uh, none of those punches seemed to hurt him at all. 
It just seems like TJ's on a different level right now. He's on a different level than everyone else. I was so um, interested to see what was going to happen between him and Burrell because I thought Burrell was going to come back with a vengeance and know, TJ it, knew that and he was going to step his game up even more and it was going to be an absolute war. Unfortunately for TJ, it's, he knows how you know the people too were kind of like a little bit disengaged with the fight with Soto. You know what I mean? Because they were looking so much forward to, to Burrell, but Yeah. Bummer. So, we got a bunch of fights this week we're going to break down. Uh, we're going to talk to Jorgensen, and then we got Cody Bollinger on the show, and then we got Daniel Cormier on really? the show. Really? Is he actually going to pick up the freaking yeah, we'll phone see. this time? we'll see. He says, but we got, uh, after that, we have Musasi, Jacare, Rothwell, Overeem coming up this week. Uh, we also have Pat Gurren versus oh, Pitbull. Ben Rothwell? Ben Rothwell. He's fighting Overeem? Yes. Oh, no, my I God. I thought it was Big Country. No. Really? Big Country is fighting Mark Hunt. Rothwell Rothwell versus Overeem. Uh, Michael Chiesa is fighting um, Joe Lozon. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, Al Iaquinta is fighting this week. Bunch of guys. Then on on Friday night, it's uh, Pitbull Freire against Pat Curran. Uh, King Mo is fighting Dustin uh, Jacoby. King Mo, by the way, threatened me on Twitter. Uh, really? Yeah, but then I called him and we uh, we 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 hashed it out. He threatened you. You squashed he didn't, your he beef. He threatened son. me. He just says, uh, uh, "Well, we'll talk about it when we go over his fight." Uh, Czech Congo is fighting Lavar Johnson. Can't wait to watch that fight. That should be uh, good. And J- Bobby Lashley is, is fighting oh, against a guy who's zero four uh, in <laughs> Bellator. But and then uh, Bobby's too muscular. And then Saturday is the Karate Hottie is fighting. Tanya Ervinger, Evinger is fighting. Uh, this girl, Edian Gomez. We'll talk about that. That girl looks like a beast. Tara LaRosa is fighting uh, Roxanne Matafari. It's a, it's a great... LaRosa is fighting Roxanne. Yeah, it's a great oh, week of God. fighting, which we're going we're gonna to talk about all that. So Roxanne's fighting at the Ponderosa. What? Yes, Roxanne's fighting at the Ponderosa. First, we are going to talk to Scott Jorgensen. And thank you for listening so far. All right, so we are here, ready. Recording. All right, so we are here with the number fifteen ranked uh, one twenty-five pounder in the UFC, badass fighter uh, Scott Jorgensen. How are you, man? Hey, hey, throw party. I'm good, man. I'm uh, you know just kind of kicking back, taking a couple of days off after the fiasco that happened at one seventy-seven and. Uh, gonna be back in the gym here in a day and back to work. Now, uh, what's the name? Now, uh, when when uh, when that happens, when he uh, what's the name doesn't make weight. Uh, were you angry? Were you pissed? Was it a, when Henry Cejudo doesn't make weight? Were you was it a uh, relief for you? You got the you know what exactly goes through your head uh, during that situation? Um, well, considering that I had literally I was walking out of the sauna on weight when my manager happened to call my trainer and they put the phone to my ear and I thought it, like it was a family emergency because I had my wife and my, my, my mom, dad and everybody with me. And so I thought something happened and I was like, Oh shit. Like all worried. And they tell me this and it went from being like worried about family to absolute anger. Um, I mean, if you guys, I mean, Jake and Jake knows cutting weight, man. It's, mm not an easy task. And so to walk out of the sauna, having done my job ready, you know, mentally ready for a fight and to be told that is literally like the most angering thing I've ever had happen. Uh, I literally could have very easily just hurt somebody. (laughs) But I mean, there's no sense of relief. Like I don't have to fight. I'm going to get a paycheck. You know, this is the easiest paycheck I've ever gotten as far as not having to throw a punch. 
Um, you know, it, it it was an easy paycheck. You can't argue with that, but that's not what I do this for. Yeah, of course. Like, if I wanted an easy paycheck, I'd go get a regular day job. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's no, easy. I, Working in the real world is, is easy to me. You know, this... This is something I love to do. I bust my butt to make sure I'm ready for every fight, you know, and making 125 is not the easiest thing for me to do. You know, I have to be very disciplined through a training camp. Um, and, and so does every fighter, whether you're cutting away a lot of weight or not. I mean, training camp requires a lot of discipline. And for a guy to show up and miss weight and not oh, be able to make weight. I know. It's unprofessional is what it is. Especially as many, as, as, as many times as Cejudo's done it, it's... It's completely unprofessional. It's bullshit. It's a slap in my <laughs> face because I take this sport serious. Like this is this is something I love to do, and you know, <clears throat> it's it's guys that, guys at my own gym, you know, my fighters that 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 waste their talent or waste their time in the gym, you know, not a, not putting forth the effort. It drives me bananas, man. Like you got a small window to do do something great, and you're gonna waste your. You're gonna waste it, and all that did was waste my time. No, it's so frustrating um, too. I mean, him, him being, you know, an Olympic wrestler. It's like, what you have the credibility, and then you're just making yourself look stupid. You're embarrassing yourself. Uh, you don't make weight. It's like for me, it's like unless you take the fight on like a week notice, or like there's something, you know, what I mean, there's some crazy reason why you couldn't make weight. It's it's really unprofessional. He's lucky that Dana doesn't cut him immediately. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, they, they they signed the guy who didn't make weight three times in a row, which is insane that they would sign him versus other people who may weight. I understand he's an Olympic gold medalist. Obviously, that's you know almost unheard of that even the, that. But then, if he's an Olympic gold medalist, you think maybe it's it's like mental issues. As far, you think he's like scared to fight, doesn't want to get hit, doesn't want to actually get into the octagon, likes the idea of it, but kind of mentally folds before he even gets there. Um, my honest opinion of the whole the whole situation is this. You know, one, originally with him not making weight, I figured, ah, it's because it's lower, lower promotion. It's not the UFC. He's just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, as long as I get my wins, no one's going to care type situation. The other side of this is, you know, I thought once he got in the UFC, he was going to make weight. Um, he'd take things a little more serious. And then, the complete flip side of that was, you know, I also don't think he does this sport because he really actually loves it, like a lot of the guys do. I mean, you got to have a love for the sport mm-hmm. to put yourself through all this work to get ready to fight. And I just think he was trying to cash in on his Olympic gold medal. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. It was, I don't also, think he wants to fight. Yeah, it's also the logical progression when you're an Olympic wrestler. If you want to continue competing, I guess you go into MMA or whatever. But and when he got there, he realized he really didn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Nah, about- it's a scary thing. It's a different. I mean, it's different than the Olympics. You know, he's been on the in the biggest stage for 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 wrestling for our sport, and I mean, there's a lot of pressure, but it's it's a little different when you got a guy trying to take your head off, <laughs> trying to hurt you. <laughs> And yeah. do it within the rules in front of millions of people worldwide on the biggest stage on the NFL of MMA. You know, that's what the UFC is. We are the best in the best. And I don't think he wanted it. I think he wanted out. And I think, you know, yep. he, he may have got, he may have got, you know, uh, a grace from the UFC to say, okay, you're never making 125. You have to, if you want to fight first, you got to go to 25 or 35. But it's going to, I think it's going to be, there's going to be something else comes up between now and then for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, I 
I have all the respect in the world for what you guys do. Uh, I, I come from an amateur wrestling background as far as high school, a little bit in college, and I, I know cutting weight sucks, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know, it's a, you got to be a, a professional. You know, you just sign a contract, you, you have to honor that contract. Now, uh, Scott Jorgensen, now you grew up in, uh, I was reading about you last night, you grew up in Utah, but you were raised in Alaska and Idaho. What kind of a weird uh, map quest uh, thing is that? Just want to make sure he's around no black people. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. No, I, I, uh, uh, my dad, like, I was born in Utah. I lived there for like 14 years. And my dad ran gold mines. He had a, he'd taken a job. He'd been doing this for a few years, traveling between Utah and Alaska, you know, running these gold mines, the gold mine in Alaska. And he had an opportunity to move up there. We thought it would be a good idea because it obviously save him commute. I was like 14 at the time. So we moved up. Um, and about my senior year, going into my senior year of high school, they wouldn't hire my wrestling coach back at my high school. So my parents literally said, do you want to move? And I said, yes. Wow. So we moved to Idaho because we knew the wrestling coach here at the high school we were going to move to. Um, a lot of good recommendations and, and to get recruited into colleges. And it, and it worked, you know, then we moved here my senior year, right before I started training at Boise State with, uh, you know, my training partner now and, and business partner, Jesse Brock, and was, uh, you know, just wrestling out of here and then got ready to, you know, go into college. And I passed up a uh, scholarship at University of Nebraska, uh, Lincoln, and the U.S. Naval Academy to stay at Boise State because I like the program. Wow. Well, you were a great wrestler. In high school, you were a two-time state champion, two-time runner-up. Uh, in, in college, you were a three-time Pac-10 champion, and you made the NCAAs all four times. Uh, you were top 12. I mean, you know, um, you have a, quite a wrestling background, uh, which is which – is, uh, and I was also reading about you. You know, you're the only fighter in the UFC. You have uh, 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 Vitiligo. Is that how you say it? Vitiligo? Yep, Vitiligo. Vitiligo. Now you got it when you were in ninth grade. All of a sudden, one day you get a spot, and then you don't you don't know what it is, and then it just spreads everywhere. How tough was that? I mean, were kids cruel? Were kids dicks? Uh, I I was lucky with being who I am, and just naturally like my affinity for wrestling and having people around me. People didn't mess with me, so that was always nice. But, uh, um, you know, I didn't care. Like, when I first started, it was two real small spots on my wrist, so it didn't bother me too very too much. Like, I didn't care. My mom made me go get a check out, and they're like, oh, you know, it could be from wrestling. That could be what's causing this to be a little bit more, you know, aggressive. Because it was growing, and they, you know, suggested I stop wrestling. And I just laughed at them. Let me, uh, and, Oh, go ahead. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt I, you. I, I just, oh yeah, and then so I just kept wrestling. Mm-hmm. As I got older, you know, it progressed up my arms from the two small spots on my wrist, and then um, from there, once it, you know, once I started fighting, it really got a lot more aggressive. The idea behind it is they said that, you know, the vitiligo is can be worsened by trauma. Not worsened, but like become more aggressive through trauma. So, you know, where I first had it was in my wrist, where I, you know, wrestling, you get grabbed every day. Um, 
And then it showed up under my chin, like where my head gear was and head fighting, stuff like that. And then as I started fighting, it just started showing up all through my arms, a little bit on my chest, my legs, things that were getting hit a lot. So I believe 100% it was, it, it went the route it did because of my fighting, but, um, you know, I never cared. Do you, do you ever think like, uh, like if like you're not working hard enough and like practice, is it not, like not showing up? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could have Wait, what was that? Oh, sorry, my truck was picking up. I just got my truck. Oh. Um, I just never really cared. So I, I just kept doing what I did. And eventually, like, a lot of people think I had a treatment done for it. Like, there's a, tr- uh, a, a treatment that a lot of people, a lot of vitiligo patients do that's called, like, bleaching. And so they basically bleach their skin to, to avoid the spots. But I never had to do that. I just got, I just turned white. My credit score went up. <laughs> I was just saying, credit score went up. <laughs> and I got really bright tattoos, and everybody, you know, obviously, if you ever seen me step inside the octagon, I had the brightest tattoos in the world. And everybody now, you know, I get more just as many compliments on my tattoos, and they want my tattoo artist and everything. And they're like, oh, I want to go get my tattoos like that. And then I had to be like, well, you're not going to be as bright as me because I'm like a white sheet of paper. Because <laughs> I literally have no pigment. Like, I am as white as they come. I will sunburn in 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's funny. I think it's pretty, you know, it's just funny because, like, I do MMA Roasted, and there were times I wanted to write jokes about you, but I don't know how comfortable you were with it, you know? So, uh... Oh, I'm, com- I'm completely com- I would never have stepped inside, the, inside of a... The octagon, the cage, for the WEC or the UFC. If there was some way I was insecure about it and thought it was messed up. It's just me, and it, it became something that people actually. Yeah, you know, there was. There's always going to be those ignorant people, but there's a lot of people that supported me for what I do, and you know, even Dana and the UFC flew me out to do a last year to do a like a weekend with these kids at like a vitiligo camp. Oh, that's kids awesome. Have it. Like kids like 8 to 15. And so, you know, for a lot of people that don't have the same mindset as me, it, it can be a traumatic experience, especially with bullies and, you know, the whole way, the, the way the world works, which is, you know, physical appearance could be such a huge thing to people. So it was cool for me to be able to go out there and do that on the UFC's behalf and, um, you know, just kind of spread the word. Oh, that's what... people there's skin disorder. That's really cool, man. I mean, the jokes I made were that you were a walking acid trip. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and then I said that Mayhem Miller's pass is more checkered than Scott Jorgensen. Oh, my so, God. Uh, Damn. Those were the, those were the jokes. Yeah. I, <laughs> Byron Allen was right. Yeah. <laughs> but those were the jokes I made. But, I, you know, I, I figured, because everyone that I knew who knew you said that you would appreciate the jokes. So that was like, all right, you know. So, uh... A lot of my, you know, all my friends, like, I got... Yeah, all my friends from college when it got started getting real bad, all the way till now, even we all—they all joked about it. But you know, they joke about that with me. That was my big weakness that they could pick at me for, and I pick right back at them with other things. So it all worked out. Oh, hey, Scott, uh, I don't want to sound ignorant, but what is your ethnic background? I'm actually half Japanese and just half Caucasian. Well, if you go way back, Dutch. But um, so you take off one shoe. My, <laughs> 
Sushi casserole. That's awesome. Yeah. I used to be dark. I mean, if you guys saw me back when I was when I was spotted, like I was dark, and like in the summers, I would tan and be dark as hell, look like a little Samoan kid, <laughs> and I start turning white. And now, like my wife will go uh, spray tan or tan or whatever, and I'm like, I, I, I'll kill Trevor. I'm like, really? I can't even do that. You're gonna go try and become dark? <laughs> I did everything I could to stay that way, and I turned white. <laughs> and now you're gonna go do it because you can. <laughs> well, you're. It's all upset. Well, I was watching some of your fights last night, man. They were a pleasure to watch. You, you know, you, you always bring it. I mean, you're a three-time fight of the night uh, winner. Uh, even the even the fights that didn't go your way, like the Uriah Faber fight, was really really close. You you were right there. Um, the, I'll tell you this: if Faber didn't catch me with that goddamn that that rear naked choke in the fourth, if I would have just stuck to the game plan and not, you know tried to scramble out of that takedown I'm gonna beat him I beat him and you can tell him that <laughs> <laughs> I mean you telling him I want to rematch it, you, were, you were right there it was a very close fight you, you know you got to both landing some clean clean shots um, and uh, it, it was a good back and forth battle uh, you know I was watching your fight when you knocked out Ken Stone from in the guard which uh, I've never seen happen before I mean you know it's, I, I got no recognition for that. I, I was a phantom weight on my knees, and I put him to sleep in one punch. And I didn't get punch, I didn't get knocked out of the night that night. I think like Tony Ferguson or Ramsey Nijum did, and uh, I didn't get knocked out of the night. Nobody cared. I was like, oh, what? Like, I just, I'm doing stuff big guys can't do. No, and that's the thing, and that, 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 that honestly, like, should show why everyone's, like, you, you know, pulling guard in MMA is a good, some people think it's a good idea. <laughs> I've always thought it was a bad idea, uh, and I think that knockout shows why it's a bad idea, um, because... I, I like being in the guy's guard. I, I'm comfortable on the ground enough to know exactly what's going on, so if I don't want to pull guard on me, I like it. I like, I feel comfortable there. I feel like I can land big shots, obviously, and so... I got a few tricks up my sleeve from guard. Absolutely. Now, when you were in Brazil, uh, that fight in Brazil, which which uh, that that kind of annoyed me. I watched it again last night against uh, uh, Juicy A Formiga. Formiga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were obviously headbutted. You're in Brazil. You went down. Now, how pissed were you that night being in Brazil after that? I mean, did that, that just eat you up? Oh, it, it did. It, I mean, it did for a week. And 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 it and it kicked me off more like it happened like and and after the slides like, I, I lost to Makovsky and I've come off a loss of favors the first time in my career I lost two fights in a row um, I feel like the cut to 125 my fight against Makovsky just and opponent switching you know detracted me I felt like I was finally myself going into a Formiga fight I had Kit Cope back in my corner me and Kit are working together again he's my coach again and we, we were on fire, man. We went out there. We hit him with everything we wanted. At will. He couldn't hit me. I think he hit me with a knee to the chest and a jab, and that was the only two strikes until he, you know, until his little rabbit punches on as he took my back. I felt great. And to have him come out there, you know, the headbutt happened. He headbutted me. He, he finished the fight like he was supposed to. But to have the ref say that 
not make any call when it was a blatant headbutt. And then Formiga later went off to, like, uh, in, in the media to say, oh, I didn't headbutt him. I, I hit him with a punch. And then, for, at further insult to injury, he said my jiu-jitsu wasn't that good, and that just pissed me off. So now he's on my hit list. <laughs> he's the only guy I've ever put on a hit list. He did. So, I mean, some of the guys, I mean. It was, it was bad. Even 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 uh, Jose Aldo comes up to me after the fight. Like, while we're back in the locker rooms, I just, you know, taking my gloves off and stuff. And Jose, like, immediately after the fight, Jose, his teammate, comes up and says, you know, in broken English, y'all, I'm sorry. I saw the headbutt. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. But then Formiga's going to go around and say, like, he was, like, he's king of the world. So, it pissed me off. So I mean, you you fought some legends. If you fight Uriah Faber, you fought Dominic Cruz. You know, you you beat Brad Pickett. You fought you know uh, Jeff Kern. Who? What? What win are you the most proud of? And what loss do you wish you could have back? Um, I'm proud of all my wins. I think the way I look at fighting is what fight did I have the most fun in? And I had a blast in the fight with Uriah. You know, it didn't shake out my way, but I had a blast. You know, the, the history between Uriah and I, he's the one that originally kind of talked me into fighting when I was finishing up college. Because he was fighting, he was an assistant coach at UC Davis, and I was still finishing my senior year. And he was already fighting. And, you know, we that community, we're, we're close. The wrestling community is close. So we, I knew he was fighting, and I'd been a fan of MMA for years since the UFC had started. And... Um, He's like, oh, yeah, you should try it. And so I tried it and fell in love with it as soon as I was done with college and loved it. And, you know, he invited me to come out and train. He introduced me to my management. You know, we have the same managers now. We've done a lot together. You know, been on form, as you know, same sponsors for years. And to be able to fight a friend in the main event of a, of a UFC event was absolutely awesome. You know, and then not only that, like, there was no bad blood. We fought the night before we went out to dinner. Uh, you know, then we fought, and then the, after the fight, we held our after party together, sat and bullshitted about the fight. I said I owed him one for kicking me in the balls. <laughs> he said, you got me, you rocked me in the fight. So that, I mean, that was, that's one of my all-time favorite things I've ever done in MMA, was to be able to fight a friend that I never would have thought I would have done, you know, as a, as a main event. So the fight that I want back is the fight with Cruz. I want another title shot. I feel like I didn't fight... My fight, I didn't fight like myself that night. I was, I was fighting Dominic. I was fighting Dominic style, which he's got his style down. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a yeah, he's a tough, he's a tough competitor. Now I was also reading that you want to be a professional gamer. <laughs> um, well, I I was sponsored by Razer Gaming, um, like in November, and I've always been a video game hit. Always play games all through college. You know, all my downtime. I don't drink. I don't party. At least anymore. I did in college a little bit, but anymore, like I'm married. I I got an eight year old boy that you know. There's other things that come before me taking care of myself, and just drinking and partying doesn't fit my lifestyle. So I don't do that. So like after workouts, I come home and relax. So instead of having a beer, or doing whatever, and going out and finding a party, I play video games. Well, Razor sponsors me. They introduced me to this competitive Call of Duty, which is four-man teams in, like, three different game types, like a Search and Destroy, a Domination, and, and uh, a game called Blitz. And it takes a lot of strategy. So they show me all this stuff. They 
introduced me and I fell in love with it because it's another way for me to compete. Um, they get me to where I'm streaming live and getting earning revenue. So now I actually have a, a channel. I, 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 I hit like, I think, I think I've hit a million views in six months of streaming, which is for me, I'm blown away by. Um, so people watch you play video and, games. Yeah. And we interact, <laughs> like I interact, like I'll play, mostly I play Call of Duty, but I'll play like, I'll take, like Kit, when Kit comes and says, we, we have a big weekly thing where we play viewers in EA UFC. So like if viewers in the chat and they want to fight, they send me a message, we, we fight them. That might be that might be kids that might be kids only win in the UFC. Is, uh... Oh, don't let him say that because he's better than me at this game. Like, I suck at fighting I, game. I'm I, good at Call of Duty, but he, I suck at fucking UFC. I like Kit. I actually drove. I actually I actually drove Kit home drunk one time. I'm not. not I wasn't drunk, but he was he was drunk and he needed a ride. Yeah, to clarify that from uh, Ellis an Ellis yeah, Mania party. You went home drunk with him. So one night? Uh, yeah, I, I actually went home. With, I actually went home with Kit. It was me. It was me, Kit, and Jen. Uh, he did. It was me, him, and uh, Gina Carano. And uh, no, I'm kidding. So, um, <laughs> but uh, oh wow. Yeah, so the competitive gaming stuff. So I actually uh, like, and I've I've done a couple of the big major tournaments, but like I, I'm just I, I, there was another big one a couple of weeks ago. I have an actual team that I pay. I I, I fund them. And, you know, obviously I get a portion of the winnings and everything like that, but um, I I can't compete like at like a big tournament and events, but I want to have a, a stake in it. So I actually just picked up probably the way this whole system works is off pro points, and these kids have earned enough, like, pro points are probably the kids that I just merged with another team, and they took my game, my team is Synergy Gaming, and we have... We're probably a top twelve in the world team right now. Wow! Damn. So, um, who who would have thought you were such a nerd? I, I I can't believe. I'm kidding. No, I, this is unbelievable, man. I, I when I think yeah, of Scott, so, there's a tournament. There's a tournament in October 10th for twenty thousand uh, dollars. For twenty thousand for the first place, and I don't know the payoffs below that, but you know they should go into it ranked in the top. You know, top top thirteen, fourteen teams. <laughs> Well, good luck, man. I, I I hope your team wins this thing. I hope you get to twenty thousand dollars. You get a portion of it at least. It's uh. I get a portion of it, and I get to I get to play with some really good video gamers. <laughs> that's that's amazing, man. You're uh, an entrepreneur. So for all you all these fighters out there who need a, a backup plan, I think you've discovered it. Video games. <laughs> so you you went from fighting to video games. That's a uh, yeah, that's amazing. But see, like, I'm not the only one that like everyone. I think a lot of fighters play video games. Xbox obviously sponsors Mighty Mouse. You know, Razor sponsors myself and uh, Bobby Green. Bobby Green and uh, Joe Lozon actually also has a stream channel where he can stream. He streams video games as well. So does does Bobby Green talk through the whole game? I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> I what? haven't even seen it. All I, all I know is like I make extra money playing video games. That's oh amazing, God, that, dude. Shit. You are you are you are a champ, dude. You are you're you're, you're the winner. I think you're the winner of like the year. That's amazing. What's the name of that video game? I think it's Korean or Japanese that everybody like they pack like stadiums to watch people play this game. Yeah. What what? It's, uh, it's either League of Legends or Starcraft. It's yeah, Starcraft. I think is what it is. I don't get I don't get those games at all. I don't understand them. Dude, they'll play, they'll I, pack I, like the I, Staples I, Center. Like packed out to watch to, to watch people play on the big screen. Like watch teams go yeah, at no, it against each other on this video game. They're playing at Madison Square Garden. 
Yeah, and people are like dressed up like the characters. They got Stop. signs, and I swear to God, dude, it's ridiculous. I saw how many um, people come to this. Like, I'm talking about like twenty thousand people. Holy really, twenty thousand people pack in a place to watch. I'm in, I'm in the wrong business. Games. Why am I learning jokes? <laughs> Why do I spend all day writing jokes? Am I lying, Scott? Yeah, no. Like, I didn't know anything about this. Like, I thought it was this is all foreign to me. And literally, like, they they either had me go to an autograph signing with a League of Legends team, one of the top teams in the world for this game called League of Legends. <laughs> Things so simple, but the most difficult game in the world. Let me go to an autograph signing with them in San Francisco. I signed three autographs. There was a four-hour line. For these guys. <laughs> I signed three autographs. No, so isn't that crazy? These kids. That's amazing. And, like literally, like after like an after like thirty minutes of me standing there, kind of with my thumb up my butt, I was like, "We're in a Microsoft store," so I started jumping on their Xbox and goofing off on that. That oh is so God. funny. Like, that's, a four-hour line. That's and not one kid was there to see me. Like, <laughs> like three people grabbed my autograph just because. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get his too. One of them was uh, Ken Stone on, on on like line. Ken Stone was there. <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, well, 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 where can people find you, Scott? You can find me uh, at my house or the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not telling you. you know, but as far as like but, uh, Twitter, as far as Twitter, if you, you want to get if you get the intel, the, the inside info on what's going on with me, you can follow me on Twitter, Scott Jorgensen. Just my name. Well, thanks for coming on a podcast, man. I, I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are. And yeah, you're awesome, man. Good luck thanks, with it, Scott. Thanks, guys. I right. I'm a big fan of Jake, too, if that counts for anything. Oh, thanks, He's man. He's a stud. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I've always been a big fan of, <laughs> of yourself, so I appreciate it. Yeah. But thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. All right, take care, brother. All right. Again, I thought that was a I joke. Know. I didn't know that was serious until He's we started talking about it for more than five minutes. Sponsoring, sponsoring teams and uh, making money off it. and Good I, for him. Yeah. Know, man, if you can make money. That's, that's amazing. Like, like all these little kids. How do you, you, know, you ask a kid at school, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to fight and play video games. Like, You're never going to make a living doing that. Like, no, Scott Jorgensen has found out a way. <laughs> He's a poster child. How to, how, to, how to make a living fighting people and playing video games. And then sponsoring other people while they play video games. So like, that's insane. <laughs> so uh, we're going to call Cody Bollinger now. Uh, someone posted that. Her topless. She's on some porn website. I'm not a fan of those titties for some reason. That's kind of You're weird. <laughs> Talk about whatever you want, man. Hello? Cody. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So our next guest has a record of 16 wins and two losses. The kid's only like 15 years old still. Uh, <laughs> All these years later. He's won his last two fights in the World Series of Fighting. You might know him from the Ultimate Fighter fiasco he got involved in, but uh, he's coming out on top. He's a great kid. Cody Bollinger, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, no problem. I've, uh, I've been a fan of yours forever. I don't know if people... Uh, I, I met Cody. He came to a comedy show at some crazy show like in Orange County somewhere. He came with his girlfriend, who's smoking hot, by the way. I, are, are, are you, you going to marry that girl or what? Yeah, man, we've been married for oh, like nice. two years. Oh, good work. Oh, con- Way to do your <laughs> oh. research there, Adam. Congratulations. <laughs> well, so, so, I mean, Cody looks like, nice he, he looks like he's 17 years old. She looks like she's, she's eight, 17 as well. These two young kids, they come to a show, 
And uh, did and you make him pee? It was the it was the pedo mustache that got her. Yeah, super nice, super <laughs> nice kid. And then uh, and then I see him on the Ultimate Fighter, and you know I'm watching him get into the house. He has a killer fight to get into the house. He beat a tough kid. Uh, and then I'm watching the season, and I have him on the show, not knowing he didn't he didn't make weight. And, and then I called him up when I, I I said, Cody, man, I'm really sorry about what happened, about you not making weight. I feel terrible. You know, just stay off the internet because people are going to be trying to get mad at you, blah blah blah, and yell at you. And he's like, Adam, man, thanks for calling. Whatever you do, keep making fun of me. And I was like, Oh man, this kid's great. I, I, I had a whole new respect for you at that point. So. Uh, so, oh, thank you, man. No, I didn't want to act like a little bitch. And, you know, <laughs> ask you not to. It's funny when you do it to everyone else, so why not? Now, now, after that happened, how crazy was your life after that? I mean, did people give? Did they harass you on Twitter and social media and Facebook? And <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it still happens every day. Anytime you know something positive comes out about me, there's always a couple people, uh, a couple, you know that are uh, obsessed with pointing the fact out that I miss Wade and all this crap. And, um, yeah, man, so <laughs> pretty much any time I log into my stuff, I see something, but um, I'm used to it now, you know. It doesn't really uh, it doesn't really bother me. It got a little chaotic for a while, but, um, you know, I, I had a couple months to deal with it myself before it came out publicly, so I, at that point I was already, you know, at peace with it. But now, but like when like you go home, uh, I'm sure you're you know your your father's your wrestling coach. Your, your dad's a big wrestling supporter. He's 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 with you no matter what. But are, are people in like in like your hometown harassing you, or are you going to the local store and people? Are like, oh, I saw you on TV. Was was, was it tough at all? Um, no, no, man. That's one of the things you know on Twitter, mainly on Twitter. Sometimes on Facebook, uh, people can be real dicks, you know, and say some pretty mean stuff, and I just laugh it off. But. Um, not once, never, ever in my life, in person, you know, no matter where I've gone, has anyone ever been anything but nice in person. So it's, uh, I'm waiting to see one of these Twitter guys in person, you know, and see if they're nice like everybody else. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, as far as in person, all the fans are, maybe they don't like me and they were just nice. But, um, yeah, I've never had that in person, thankfully. Well, I mean, you started fighting at 15 years old, right? Your first fight was at 15 in Mexico? Uh, yeah, in Costa Rica. I mean, is that even legal? I don't think <laughs> it was, but um, you know, my dad's kind of crazy. He had a messed up childhood, so like, you know, he's well, my son can be fighting or he can be homeless doing drugs like I was, you know. <laughs> wow. So he he so he's sending you to Costa Rica to fight. <laughs> yeah, he came with, man. <laughs> that's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, now yeah, it was a fun time. Now. I also, uh, people don't know this, um, so I went over to the Middle East, like, I, you know, I've done like eight military tours, and they wanted to have fighters sent over there, so I, I helped arrange it so that I, I hired my friend, uh, I got my friend Amanda this job, and Amanda was like taking fighters over there, and uh, Cody's one of the kids that I, um, one of the men that I, uh, it was like Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, Cody, I think Darren Krushank, right? Now you went over there for what, two weeks to the, to the Middle East? Yeah, man, we were over there for two weeks, and um, man, I, I still can't thank you enough for that opportunity. It was it was an absolute blast. I mean, but like, take us. I mean, what happens as far as like you you're like going over to the bases, you're teaching them moves, right? You're signing autographs. I mean, take us to, to, you know, tell us what happened there. Yeah, man. Basically, um, you know, we took a day and a half to travel over to the Middle East. We got to. Uh, 
I think Dubai. I forgot where we went first, but we went to we ended up going to like eight different countries and or eight different bases. And um, at each base, you know, we'd get there at three in the morning, and then at seven in the morning, four hours later, we'd have to wake up, go eat real quick, and then uh, we'd do either one or two seminars a day, followed with like a, a meet and greet and like open questions. And it was a lot of fun, man. We got to teach a lot of good technique. We got to um, work with some of their combatives programs and um, teach them some cool stuff, some basic stuff, but, you know, stuff that they were excited to learn and uh, meet some really cool people. It was really humbling to see how uh, how thankful they were, and, you know, and, you know, I, I went because, you know, it, it's an honor on my part, and, you know, I'm sure every fighter that went with me or that has gone will agree, you know, just to kind of give back in any way we can something so small was so huge for them and it um it was really eye-opening really humbling um the only other part was uh freaking every time we'd roll and go live man like because at the end of the seminar you know we were we were allowed to let them go live with us and we'd grapple i swear these guys thought they were getting like ufc contracts or something if they tapped us dude It, it was uh it got pretty intense when it came to the grappling but um it was a fun time overall. Did, did anybody get you? No, I did not get caught, man. <laughs> Me and Darren didn't get caught. Um, Shane and Jessamine got muscled a couple times, but uh, besides that, man, there there were actually surprisingly some um, some really good jiu-jitsu guys out there, but um, a couple guys got close. Um, as far as getting caught, though, no, thankfully. And that's why they were going so hard. They wanted to have bragging rights on the base. Well, I'm the only one here that submitted Cody Bollinger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's so funny. There's a line of people. It's <laughs> funny because no, no, yeah, we got rotated on, man. Like no joke, there would be 50 people at each seminar, and they were just sitting there, you know, licking their lips, waiting to get a turn at us. That's we funny. Would go like no joke for an hour straight, and like Amanda would have to come in and cut everybody off because she could tell like we're near throwing up. We're not like in great shape already, you know. I did the same thing when I was over in Afghanistan. Uh, we were doing the same. We were doing clinics, and at the end, everybody wanted to roll with you, and it'd be like. You know, you're kind of flowing with them. You know, let them get a position here, there, and then like you, you, you choke them or something. And they like, they'd be like, like it came down to the wire. Like, I want another one on rematch. Like, I'm gonna get you. Like this, like, this time, I'm gonna get yeah, you. And it's like, it's no. Like, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta roll with these other 18 guys. I know. Maybe next time. <laughs> but you'd be also. You're a bigger guy. Cody's 135 pounds. I mean, well, I mean, he wasn't on the Ultimate well, Fighter. I'm going with. But- <laughs> <laughs> I was going with guys that were like over two hundred pounds. I mean, some grown men that are like wow. captains, majors. Yeah. Oh like, Jesus! I want to get you. And it's like <laughs> what'd be funny is like they got two lines. One 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 line of guys that have something to prove that want to wrestle against Darren and and Jake and and uh, and Cody, and then the other line to wrestle with the chicks, and they all got boners. <laughs> Or just lesbians. It was a fun time, though, man. They actually come to find out, like, fighter shirts and just random shit out there is really, really popular to them. So each base we went to, we'd try and see, you know, like, what was the craziest thing they would do for a shirt. I brought a bunch of my uh, CS Athletic shirts um, to give away. And the first guy, man, first base, um, he let Jessamyn Duke pass him out. Like, he's never been passed out in his life, never grappled in his life. Let Jessamyn Duke just pass him out. He was out for a couple minutes, too. Wow. And then, uh, <laughs> like rear naked choke style? Another base. What's up? Rear naked choke style? No, guillotine them. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did he want yeah. to? Is that like, is he into that? I don't know. That was just <laughs> <laughs> pants around <laughs> his ankles. I don't know if that was like a, a fetish thing. I don't know if he wanted it for the shirt or not, but 
There's another guy, man. He took a leg kick from Darren. And, and I mean, if you've seen Darren fight, motherfucker's nasty with his striking. Just stood there and took a leg kick like a man, dude. And some other guy smelt Darren's cup first shirt. Oh, come on. No joke. After we rolled, not before, like after we rolled. They did some crazy shit, man. Oh, man. I mean, I would probably smell Jessamine's cup for a shirt. But, but that's... Yeah, I don't think too many people would disagree. <laughs> now, uh, now, I follow your girlfriend or your wife now on uh, on Instagram, and she, put, she posts some pretty provocative pictures. Uh, what's going on there? Is it, are you guys into some... What, 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 tell, talk, what, what's, what, what is this? What are you getting at? What's going on? <laughs> I, I don't um, know. I'm, yeah, I'm just man. confused. She's doing her modeling thing, and she's trying to, you know make it in Playboy and do all that route. And so I'm supporting her, man. It's her dream. It's what she wants to do. And, uh, you know, as long as I don't get some asshole trying to screw my wife that's a fighter, I, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, didn't you guys bang in the Ultimate Fighter house? Yeah, we did. Um, yeah! I was going to see her for like six or seven weeks, man. It wasn't the house. It was, all, it was the gym, the UFC gym. And, oh, it's uh, the gym. One of the back bathrooms where they had like the, the ring and the... Uh, where the kitchen is, basically. <laughs> okay, exactly so you banged your chick on the kitchen? In the in kitchen? The bathroom. In I'm the bathroom. I'm just trying to, you know, if anybody's been there, <laughs> you're trying to picture where, you know. Did you even use... That bathroom. It, it, it was the one next to the kitchen. Did you use the handicap stall so you could, like, uh, grab the railings and just, like, railer? <laughs> <laughs> it was a single-person bathroom, so oh, I just locked the door and we were good to go. I done that and then acted handicapped while I was banging her. <laughs> okay, all right, that's cool. Now, now, uh, after you, um, what did Dana say to you, by the way, when cameras are off? Was he was he was he as disappointed as he was on TV, or did he say, "Hey, man, you know, get your shit back together. You'll be back in the UFC one day." Um, when cameras were off, man, like in the show, it showed like, "Hey, go to that door and get out of here." Like that's exactly what happened. I, I went to the house, packed my shit, and left. And I uh, got dropped off at the airport. But, um, you know, on camera, you know, obviously it was just, you know, kind of took it on the chin. Um, I found out he was going to be in L.A. one day. And so last minute I fucking drove down there and stalked him. Finally uh, found out where he was at. Jumped in his fucking, uh, you know, private escalator or whatever. His security was freaking out. I was like, look, man, you know, we got to talk real quick off camera. And uh, we had a nice talk. And he was really respectful. Um, didn't throw me in jail for jumping into his car. So, um, yeah, man, he said, you know, just go win a couple fights, uh, make sure you win impressively, and um, I got no problem with you coming back. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, I mean, you're you're a great fighter. You've been doing it your whole life. You were you're a solid wrestler. Uh, your last fight, you actually you beat Pablo Alfonso in the first round, who just came off a win against Miguel Torres in the first round. Uh, you beat Tights and Nam, but that but that was a close fight. Now, wasn't your shoulder screwed up in that fight or something? Um, yeah, man, I had a little shoulder problem in that camp, and then uh, two weeks before the fight, I actually broke two of my ribs, but I was uh, poor, had no money, um, didn't get paid to fight on the tough show, you know, so I had to fight and wasn't pulling out of that. And now, how, what are you doing now for money? Um... I'm doing some uh, some stunt double stuff, man, and then uh, working some construction on the side just until my next fight. Uh, I'm in the laborers' union, so uh, I get paid pretty good just to shovel shit and play with the jackhammer all day. And then, uh, obviously, the stunt double stuff when I can. It's a lot easier. Nice, man. I'll, you know, you're a fucking blue-collar guy. 
Now, well, what is this about you wanting to fight Obama? What, what happened there? <laughs> um, man, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me like. <laughs> all right, okay, we'll talk. Disappear for a while. Obama's actually here. Win, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have Obama in studio. Yo, send me the address and we'll go. We'll talk off camera. Okay, all right. I'd like to see it. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> That's a good impression. All right, so Obama versus Cody Bollinger, the press conference. How how how, how would that go? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Cody. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I, I just I can't stand him. Um, you know, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna finish him in the first round. Um, yeah, unless he's, you know, I, I think I got him. Uh, keep keep dreaming. Uh, I I live with an angry black woman. There, there's no way you can take me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, simply put, I'd I'd beat that ass. Training over in uh, some other countries, buddy. So, Cody, what? Uh, that was a pretty. That was a good well, Obama, man. I yeah. had no idea. Uh, th- thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So, how do you plan on beating Cody Obama? Well, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wear a banana hammock in the cage. Uh, at which point, halfway through the fight, uh, I will. Uh, Take my big black penis out of my uh, my underwear and uh, wrap it around his neck and give him the uh, rear naked penis choke. Oh my god! Hey, you're being upfront, honest for once. I'm proud of you. <laughs> now, what do you think about Cody not making weight, Obama? Uh, you know, it's hard to make weight uh, when you're living in a house with a bunch of guys and. Uh, Probably backed up with the sperm, <laughs> not being able to uh, release when you want to. I, I get it. <laughs> Why do you uh, get it? You have very, a very very passive answer. Thank you. Uh, trying to keep it a uh, PC. <laughs> well, yeah, you just put your dick around his neck and choke him. Yeah, how real PC? How PC is that? Uh, well, that was the black half of me. The PC side is the white side. <laughs> Now, you got to tone it back. Now, 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 Cody, are you a Republican? Do you consider yourself a, a conservative? Um, yeah, I guess, man. I'm, I'm pretty much everything, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a great answer. <laughs> now, 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 yesterday on Twitter, Chris Tickle and you went at it for like t- for like eight hours. You and Chris Tickle yeah. from The Ultimate Fighter. What season? Uh, I forgot what season he was on. Uh, what's up with you and Chris Tickle? Wait, right there is is my point. You don't even remember what season he was on. You know, like it's sad that he called me out. I mean, but but now he said that you guys were gonna fight in L.A. and you don't. Isn't he? A, he's a he's a weight class above you, uh, correct? Yeah, he fights at one fifty five. Um, I was uh, trying out for the tough show. Knew I might need a good win after. Uh, you know, not fighting in so long. So I reached out to fight him. The promoter reached out to me. Had a done deal at 155. He comes back a week later saying it's 165. I fight at 145. He's planning on being on the show at 135. I'm not going to fight fucking 30 pounds over what I'm going on the tough show, you know. So I said no. And uh, that's that. And he's been bitter ever since because whoever they found to replace me ended up beating him too. So. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, one sixty. One sixty is not even a weight class, isn't it? One seventy. What is it? It's a catch weight. No, it's it was it was a catch some retarded catch weight of one sixty five, and it was like two months out, and yes. it, it was. It made no sense, man. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't understand this whole calling people out in other promotions. Is this kind of strange? Because like, it's not like you're gonna yeah, go. Like, I, th- I think he called. I think he did that because he knows like he's not gonna have to fight me. He knows he'll never 
you know, be good enough to get signed to World Series. So, like, talking shit to people, you're never, like, that's like me calling out, you know, Jake. Like, I'm never going to fight it that way. Who knows if I'll ever even be back in the UFC, you know? It's it's pointless and just, I don't know. Well, you keep fighting the way you are. You'll be back anywhere you want. Um, who do you want to fight next, by the way? He wants to fight me. Uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Obama doesn't pull out due to uh, injuries or whatever. Um, you know, anyone, man. I just want to stay active. I'd love to fight Rick Glenn for the belt, obviously. But, um, you know, I won't say no. I fight anybody Ali offers me. So that's the hard part, getting Ali to offer me a fight, man. We got so many guys on the World Series roster that it, uh, it takes a while to stay active. But um, as soon as they call, man, I'll, I'll say yes and let you guys know. Oh, please. Please do. Now, uh, all right. Now, does your your girlfriend have any hot friends? How old are you now? 21, 22? How old are you? <laughs> um, I'm 23. She's 21, man. Yeah, she's actually got some uh, some nice friends. Oh, well, some, uh, like, what is ni- nice? What do you mean nice? Yeah, what does that mean nice? Like, nice looking, nice personality. Well, I mean, knowing, like, your <laughs> taste, Adam, I, I think you'd be fine with it, bro. Oh, oh, oh all right. That's wow. good. Hey. I, don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm insulted or what. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, well, well, bring her out, man. Bring her out. And by the way, I, called, right. by the way, I called you out for the uh, Sprawl Challenge. You got to start calling people. You got to do it and call people out. Yeah, thank you for reminding me, man. I got the video on my phone. I was waiting until we did this interview to do it. But um, I'm going to post the video, and I called out DC, uh, Dan and Cormier. I called out Scott Jorgensen. And uh, who else did I call out? I'm trying to remember, man. I called out another person. Chris Tickle. <laughs> yeah, I'll call out Chris Tickle. <laughs> call out me. <laughs> or Obama, yeah. Call Obama not? for the Sprawl Challenge. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no. Uh, well, listen, man. I ain't no bitch. I I got nothing but uh, res- <laughs> respect for you. Uh, you're 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 a great guy. You got a great family. You got a great great wife. And uh, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy you got a home. I'm happy. You know, a lot of people uh, would have ha- you know could have went the other way after that whole thing's happened on the Ultimate Fighter. They could have just folded. Say this is not for me. I got embarrassed on TV. Blah blah blah. You're like fuck that. You came. You regrouped. And now you're back on. Uh, you know. NBC fighting so that's awesome and uh, I'm really proud of you Cody thank you very much man it means a lot and uh, you know, just thank you everybody for having me on I, I have a blast every time I come on here man I can't wait to do it again anytime thank you. always like, a pleasure the bottom of my heart thank you guys anytime anytime alright take care Cody oh where can people find you um, Twitter Instagram Facebook man it's all simple just Cody Bollinger look me up uh, I'll follow you back if you're not an asshole <laughs> alright <laughs> take care Cody all right, guys. Later. All right. By the way, I did that sprawl challenge, of course. So I did tens. Who, what, what, is I, it? what it is is basically I got to raise money for my friend Randy who has cancer. How's he doing? He's not doing well. Uh, you have another show coming up, right? We have a show in October. Okay. Uh, um, but he um, he's not doing well. He has to get some kind of – the insurance is not covering what he needs. He needs some kind of special treatment. They're not covering it. We need to raise like 75 grand just to start, basically. What's so, that called, like, geoblastoma or something like yeah, that? Yeah, stage four, geoblastoma. He's got a brain cancer. Jesus. So I did, I'm doing this thing now. You know, we raised like 10,000 so far. Uh, you know, part of the, the, the you know, 3,000 for the, the, the show we did for him. And then, you know, so I'm doing this thing where I do 10 blocks. 
or ten sprawls. We called them blocks when I was when I was starting. And then I call other people out to do th- do oh, ten like more. And, and it's actually working because people are like, I you know what this awareness thing I thought was kind of nonsense, but people are like, hey man, I actually watch your video and donated. I watch your video and donated. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a lot of people to do- donate from that. Not a lot, but enough. But some people are like, man, those are the worst sprawls I've ever seen. Somebody's <laughs> yeah, like, just yeah, somebody's sprawl. like, I'm from England. We don't even have wrestling, and we and I could do better sprawls than that. And people are like, criticizing. Like, didn't you wrestle? <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, how long ago did you win that freaking state championship with sprawls? Like, I'm like getting heckled on the fucking sprawl. Every time I do a video now, people are criticizing my mm. sprawls. So uh, I called out Jake. Uh, I called out Ben Askren. I called out Biggie Mike Rhodes, who should have won today. Cody Bollinger, I called out. Ashley Evan Smith, I called out. Uh, I called out my friend Ryan, who did it. My friend Ryan, who I actually coached. So one, one of my one of my kids has done it so far. I'm still waiting for Biggie Mike Rhodes and everyone else's uh, videos. I'm doing mine today, actually. Yeah. So uh, here. Do here. Just do them here. I'm gonna do them here at the Fox Studio. So, all right, fights coming up this week. We got uh, we have a lot of fights coming up this week, and I would love to hear your opinions on them, Jake and T Rex. All right, so the main card of uh, Fox Sports, Jacare against Musasi. Jacare. Uh, Jacare's on a six-fight winning streak. Um, Musasi's, you know, been, been hot and cold. Who do you like in this fight and why? Me or T-Rex? I think that uh, it's going <laughs> to Or Barack. <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm going with Jacare on this one. Um, I've always been a fan of Jacare. Jacare always brings it. He um, his intensity, I think, will be the difference. Um, Masasi is a walking it, zombie, and you just know. What's that? Because he's just a he's not as intense. <laughs> yeah, intense. I mean, come on, because of intensity. They're both intense guys. They couldn't. You can't be that. You can't get to where you are that intensity. No, but I'm saying like his uh, his speed and tenacity. Like when he when when he lost to uh when he lost he lost to uh Luke Rockhold yeah I was I was very surprised mm-hmm. at that loss so yeah um I was very surprised at that loss and I, I knew that after that fight that he was going to come back and be a freaking monster and um, he has been since and I think he's going to be uh, same thing when he fights uh, Musashi I got you know yeah. I, ha- I personally I have to agree with you uh, I think I think Jacare's almost like he's hitting his peak right now. Uh, he's just been blasting people. I mean, his uh, he he you know, his last fight, for example, uh, who who he beat last? He beat uh, looking right now, he beat uh, Francis Carmont. He wanted a, a decision, but before that, he beat Okami by knockout. He destroyed Carmozzi. He beat Ed Herman and Derek Brunson all in the first round. Uh. I would say Jacare wins this fight. Yeah, I was at, I was actually at that fight when he fought uh, when he fought Brunson, and he was just just reckless, just throwing throwing heat. But uh, I like this matchup. You know, Jacare has always been a, a phenomenal jiu-jitsu player, and, and now he's really came you know came into his own with with striking and and uh, and takedowns. Uh, but Musashi, at the same time, that guy. He's very deceptive, you know. He doesn't look like he's yeah. He looks you. bored all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 looks, he, looks he looks very annoyed. uninterested a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It was funny they were doing a when I was at King's one day they were doing some impre- like impersonations of him fighting and it was so <laughs> funny like <laughs> Verdum and Rafael and the guys were like like mimicking how he fights. When I used to go to strip clubs, they would tell the strippers like, and I used to work at a strip club, do comedy show there. 
they would say, look bored. That's like the stripper look is to look like they're uninterested. That's like hot for people. That's how, that's how he looks when he fights. Like he's like, a, like he's, one a of the, he's a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you're picking who? Uh, I'm going to go with, with Jacare. Same thing. I think, I think he's going to be able to. How? Um, he, you know, he'll, he'll be able to control where this fight goes. I think, uh, this, I'm saying a decision. Yeah. yeah. I'd say decision. I think, um, Musasi, he's going to be a tough guy to finish. I think it'll be a decision. Overeem versus Ben Rothwell. <laughs> By the way, Overeem, uh, you know, he's been hurting a lot of his partners, his training partners. And Dana White even said, like, what the hell is he training with John Jones for? John Jones is getting supposed to get ready for Cormier. He's five foot ten, you know. Wait, Jones is training with uh, Overeem? Yeah, Jones was the one who hurt Overeem. You know, Overeem hurt his ankle. Oh. Supposedly, Overeem uh, took him down. No, he, Jones hurt his ankle. I mean, Jones hurt his ankle. Overeem took him down. He landed wrong and, like, twisted his ankle. So supposedly he be training with Overeem. That's what Dana White said. Dana White flipped. He said, "What, what is he doing? You know, I wanted to call Greg Jackson ten times. Say, what are you doing over there?" He completely loses his mind. But according to Overeem, look, it's just it's normal for them to train together, and that's that's what it is. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. But Overeem over at the Black Zillions, they hated him. They said he wasn't. Remember, they said he wasn't a real yeah. Black Zillion, and he keeps looking at Anthony Johnson's junk in the shower. Remember, Johnson said that. <laughs> so uh, he's looking at Anthony's Johnson. By the way, yeah. But speaking of which, Anthony Johnson uh, has called out Gus. Uh, Gustafson and Gustafson said, "No, you're not on my level yet." So now that that's a, a whole another saga going. There's a, and and Hector Lombard wants to fight Woodley, right? And has been calling out Woodley, but Woodley Woodley said, "Unless there's a strap on the line, doesn't want to do it." Doesn't want to do it. Yeah, of course he doesn't. But guess what, Woodley? When you're in the top five, you don't pick who you fight. But even though they're teammates, and it's kind of that's bullshit because you have Woodley, you have Robbie, and you have. Uh, all three of those guys train American Top Team. Guess what? If you want to fight for a world title, you're going to fight each other. I would fight anybody in the world for a world title. And he's really? going to sit here and say, you your yes, brother? yes, for a world title. You fight your brother Hell for a yeah. world title? Hell yeah. What about for dinner? Maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. So. Anybody, but I hate that. Dana hates that shit too. You cannot, you don't get to pick who you fight. And uh, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Woodley was was giving, yeah, he was talking shit about me when I get knocked, I, I get beat by Robbie. It's like, okay, Robbie would do the same exact thing to you. Oh, but your teammates, you train together. No, that's bullshit. So I'm, I hope he fights Lombard. All right. I see. Personally, I didn't want to get involved because I, I, they're both fans of the show, and I like both these guys. But uh, you know, <laughs> and maybe, 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 maybe one of them might have asked me not to. All right. But uh, but I'm saying so. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. Please, so I listen. I like I like the guys. I like Ro- Robbie and I are friends. I like I like Lombard too. I've I've liked him since he came on the show. And Woodley, I've known for long. I, I know all these guys really well. I, I like them too, but it's like, this is a. It's a sport. It's a profession. It is. It's an entertainment. It's, you get. You can't exactly. pick who you want to fight. It's it's an individual sport. It's not a team sport. If it was Greg Jackson's versus versus the Black Zillions versus American Top Team, you could then say okay, but it's not that way. Someone should make that, by the way, the team sport, team MMA. So they, they, <laughs> remember they uh, tried that. Remember the Anacondas and the IFL. That was uh, terrible. That was, it was, it was, I liked it. I thought it was okay. <coughs> All right, so. That's where Ben Rothwell got to start. Yeah, well, he got to start in Popeye's Chicken. But <laughs> So who, who are we picking, Overeem or uh, Ben Rothwell? Unfortunately, I have to go with uh, Overeem just because I think he's a freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rothwell, I don't think he's been able to keep up with him. Yeah, I'm going to go with And Overeem. I'm friends with Rothwell. Hopefully he doesn't lose the Yeah, I like, I, like, I like Ben too. <laughs> Big Ben, I think, I think he'll make I think it'll be a good fight, but I'm going to go with Overeem. I'm going with Overeem also. I think I think he's gonna knock him out. 
I like Ben also. Now, by the way, I heard Travis Brown's training with Edmund now. I've seen him a couple days. Yeah, a couple days a week. Mm. Nice. Are you guys boys? Travis? Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah, we're cool. Nice. Cool, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think he's still down in, down in San Diego, but. Have uh, you seen this girl? No, but I've seen pictures. She's freaking amazing. Really? Oh, my God. Have you Hot, seen her? Hotter than Caraway? How about the Caraway? Well, yeah, wow. <laughs> Brian Caraway. That's something you want to tell us, Adam? <laughs> Nothing. All right. So, uh, all right. Derek Lewis versus Matt Mitrione. Uh, I, I've been a, a Derek Lewis fan ever since he, he was. He's a guy that uh, him and Macklemore tore together, right? No. Um, <laughs> De- no Derek, Derek Lewis, uh, he's the guy that won the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, we were there, right? He was the guy that. Isn't that that huge black guy that, that like. Yeah. That then called him out afterwards. This guy. Is like uh, after he won, I was like, James Tony is back. This, this guy is this huge <laughs> black guy, but he he throws bombs. I mean, bombs. He and looks, uh, he looks like Bob Sapp a little bit. He does. I don't know who wins this fight. I want to say Matt Mitrione because he's the more well-rounded fighter, but he can get caught. And if mm-hmm. he gets caught by one of these bombs, he's going down. Ah, uh, so you can't play the fencer, Adam. Who do you got? I like Derek Lewis. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. Based on uh, uh, Mitrione, sometimes his, his fight IQ isn't exactly the, the highest. He sometimes gets into fights. He gets caught in fights he shouldn't be in. He we, fights we sponsored ways. him when he fought uh, Chet Congo. Yeah, that was, was a horrible very fight. Very disappointing. Mitrione? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he lost and it was horrible. How did that fight go? It was horrible. It was awful. Yeah, <laughs> it was an awful got, fight. He got beat down. No, it was, it was close, but it was boring. Not really. It wasn't really that close. Yeah, it was a boring fight. Who do you like in this fight, Derek Lewis or? I don't really know anything about Derek Lewis, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say Matt Mitrione because I'm friends with him. <laughs> All right, Jake. <laughs> okay. Um, just we got to be honest. I don't I, know Derek Lewis. Sure, his Lewis, his Lewis fought in the UFC. Yeah, he won the ultimate. Like I just said, I was at the fight. Uh, the fir- no one's even listening. <laughs> you fucking, you're, you're on your phone the whole time. I'm. I'm what are you, what are you looking, looking at? at? Matchups. I'm looking at some of the guys. I don't know Lewis. So I'm reading about him. I'm I just said I was at homework. the fight in the Ultimate Fighter finale to watch this fight. I was there, okay, crazy. How many, how many you said Emmanuel Lewis. Well, Emmanuel Lewis. He yeah. was there. Yeah, he fought Spuds McKenzie. What, what are you? Ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> What are we talking about? No one's even listening to me. <laughs> no, Where's my the question, fucking Budweiser talk? I don't know. I was, <laughs> and, 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 he fought Spuds McKenzie. What are we doing? Obscure 80s references. I'll fucking... I'll be here all day, dude. <laughs> He's the party animal. His name is Spuds McKenzie. Woo! <laughs> Goddamn idiot. Oh... I love Spuds McKenzie. Oh, he probably died now. You're one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever uh, met in my life. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, my, uh, my question was, how many fights has he had in the UFC? One. To get into the fucking one. UFC. That's he all fought right. a month ago. All right. He, he fought 19 times since fucking last month. All right. He fought I'm, every I'm, day. I'm going to go with he fought. He fought an in Invicta. He's on the Invicta card, too, on Saturday. I'm going to go with Lewis. Oh, my God. Uh, go with Lewis. Yes. All right. Michael Chiesa versus Joe Lozon. <laughs> T-Rex, get it together, buddy. I yes. can't, man. Adam is stupid as shit. <laughs> Thank you. That's a compliment in the black community. All right. So Michael Chiesa versus Joe Lozon. Oh, fuck. I'm picking Chiesa. I like Joe Lozon a lot. He's a warrior. He's, mm. a, he's a great guy for the sport. <laughs> He, he's got ears for days. He, he's he's lobe for lobe. He looks like he does your taxes. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I mean, he he's he seems like a 
What did I, I had I had a joke about him about his ears being big. I forgot what it was. All right, but um, I like both guys. They're they're both uh, they're both great grapplers too. Um, I'm gonna go with Kies as well though. I just think he's a fresher yeah. he's he's a fresher fighter, taking less damage. Lozon has taken so much damage in his career. And I, I just think eventually it catches up to you. But he's one of these guys, every time you count him out, he wins that, that next fight. He's just a strange... But Kies is the same way. Like yeah, He's, he's been say, in fights Kies where you're like, you're like, there's no way he's going to win this fight. And he does. He finds a way to win. Even the crabs in his beards are tough. That's how tough Kiesa <laughs> is. Uh, he's a tough dude. I like, I've hung out with Kiesa. He came to my show. If you come to my show, you're, I'm, I'm not picking you. All right. So uh, uh, Nick Letts versus Charge Oliveira. Nick Lentz. Lentz. Lentz versus Charles Oliveira. Who do you like in this fight? Hmm. That's a good fight. I'm going to go with Nick Lentz. I'm going with Charles Oliveira. I think you... Uh, Why? He's Mexican. <laughs> he's Brazilian, actually. <laughs> Brazilian, Mexican, Mexican same thing, They just right? put him in different places. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, Charles Oliveira, I think, got this one. No, I he's, think... he's, a, he's a great striker. I mean, he's, he's become more well-rounded, but he's a phenomenal striker. I, I, I'm going to go with Lentz. I think he's just a little... He's a grinder. You know grinder. I mean? he's, he's a grinder. He's one of these guys himself. also that I feel like him, Rick Story... There's there are certain guys in the UFC that are so they're just gonna give you tough fights every time, mm-hmm. but they're not loud. They don't talk smack. Then they, they kind of get underappreciated. But they're like the working class fighters. I mean, I guess he's on the main card, which is cool. But Nick Lentz, I feel like should be, I don't know, give him more credit than he than he, than he, he uh, deserves. So for some reason, he just doesn't. Uh, you never hear, oh, my, who's your favorite fighter? Nick Lentz. It doesn't really ring, but he should, he's a good, solid guy. He's beaten like four Brazilians in he's a row good guys. in he's Brazil. Beat, he's beat some good guys. He's a tough dude. He keeps to get better every fight. I'm going with Nick Lentz. Charles Oliveira is tough, though. Good point. Now, on the undercard, is great, too. Uh, John Moroga versus Justin Tank Scoggins. Let's go with Tank. I, I hope Tank wins. Yeah. But Moraga's a step up. Moraga's a, a beast. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was on the main event against Demetrius Johnson like two fights ago for him. Uh, I'm, Al, I'm Al, going to tank on that one just I'm, because I'm go- he's a friend of the show. Exactly. Uh, you, Jake? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about about Justin Scoggins, but uh, hmm. I'm gonna, I'll go with him. Fan of the show, I'll go with him. All right. By the way, it's on Friday night. Friday night, 4, four o'clock. Pacific time, 1 o'clock Eastern on FS1, Friday night. Now, uh, Rodrigo Dam versus Al Ayakinta. Rodrigo. 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 Rodrigo Dam. Do you know him? Yeah, we fought in Bodog together. Really? Yeah. Interesting guy. Why? Um, you know, I'll have to tell you after the show, actually. Thanks, Jake. I That's great you. radio. He's interesting. <laughs> I can't tell you. What the, what is this? What kind of fucking show is this? Great guy, funny story. I'll tell you later. All right, so um, uh, Al Iaquinta, who who you, you picking? Al Iaquinta. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Al. I think he's 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 mentally tougher. I mean, he's he's obviously a wrestler, but uh, he's. I think he'll get the decision. I finally Hodrigo's, made. Hodrigo's been fighting too for a long time. I finally made a, a, a joke about him, Al. He goes, he goes, finally, I'm finally roasted. By the way, there's a commercial out that Chris Weidman did in Long Island. That is the funniest commercial. I don't. And Al's in the background. They're at some jewelry store, and it's like, and it's unintentionally the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life because they have these thick accents and they're trying to act, and they're just. I mean, Meryl Streep. They're not. Oh God, it's unbelievable. If you have time, try to find this thing. It is the funniest thing in the world. And Al's in the background, and Chris is like, "Right, Al." Al's an extra in the commercial, basically. It is so freaking funny. I can't believe you compared them to uh, Meryl Streep. (laughs) 
I said Meryl Streep are not right. <laughs> so uh, Chris Camozzi against Natal. Uh, who are we going with this fight? Rafael Natal. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy the leg locks right yeah leg locks yeah tough fight I uh, yeah, I, I like Chris Camozzi a lot too I'm gonna go with Chris Chris Camozzi is crazy uh, I ha- I love that guy but he's nuts he told me he's like if I get cut from the UFC I'm gonna fight every week in a promotion <laughs> for the next three years mm-hmm. all I, he's like all I want to do is fight that's all he and he told me he, he him and his gym they have a fight team they want they're, they're starting a team they want to take on the Russians mm-hmm. like like they're uh, he's nuts. So I'm going with Chris. All right, uh, Chris Beal against uh, Tataki Matsuda. I know that's a big. Uh, your, all right, Chris Beal. I like Chris Beal. I want him to win. All right, so we're gonna talk to Daniel Cormier. You'll see if this happens. And the Invicta card. We have so much fighting this week. So much fighting. We got the chicks or the the women, right? We can't call them the chicks. chicks. <laughs> the, the women fighting. We got the broads. We got the women and the and the men. The skirts. Uh, yeah, so let's call Daniel Cormier right now. Hopefully, he picks up the phone. Uh, three weeks in a row, he has not picked up the phone. However, I have I have a feeling. Well, if he doesn't pick up today, some... we're calling John Jones. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's had some good reasons, though. Yeah, he actually had he had the uh, flu last week, so uh, we'll see. Oh shit! He answered the phone, Shane. Oh my god! This is amazing. This is like I can't believe it. Is this really him? We have to go, we have to play the lottery today. It's gonna happen. I gotta buy a ticket. <laughs> oh man, Gordon. All right, so we got the future UFC champion champ. The guy fighting John Jones for the title in what will probably be the biggest UFC event in a long time. Uh, I can't wait for it. I, I'm yeah, on the yeah, edge yeah. of my seat. Daniel Cormier, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Tell me he didn't hang up. I'm doing. I'm doing. Oh, oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, oh hey, man. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. 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 I had to mute it. I had to mute it and pretend that I, we dropped the call. You know because. How good would it be after all these dropping and not having to get it out? It's crazy. Uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. So how are you, man? How's everything going? That would have been really funny. And go, ahead, go ahead and call it the biggest UFC event of all time. Let's just start calling it that. And hopefully people believe it and then everybody buys it still. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's the truth, though. All right. Okay. <laughs> the biggest UFC of all time. Hey pussy, are you still there? <laughs> it's it's gonna be hey. Yes. Hey, hey, hey pussy, are you there? <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Todd, Todd I'm all, yeah, I'm here. Like <laughs> stupid <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> no, but like, I did not it, but did I answer? Let me add it. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I know, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he did. He did get you there. I have to admit, but hey, but Daniel, I loved I how you said you wanted to spit in his face. He's like, "Oh, I wish I could come yeah. next door and just spit in your fucking face." I was like, "Yeah, Daniel." Yeah, think, at that point, we were just kind of. Yeah, at that point, that it, it just kind of went way left. <laughs> no, but it was it was. <laughs> yeah, the, at that point, it just went way left. But it was good though, seeing. I mean, that that was released in a way because it showed how fake. I mean, the guy's worse than. 
you know, Brittany Palmer's breasts. I, I, it, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even just. It's not even just that. I think. I think at a point, like when you saw, when you saw that, like when you saw that on his his side, and it was just like a lot of times you don't get, you don't always get. 100% of who a person is, just always watching them on interviews and everything. And you get what we really give you. And I think for the first time, uh, I mean, obviously, it wasn't that we were fighting. You know, we're going to answer for that. But um, just to see genuine, uh, unfiltered, guys kind of ripping into each other that was uh kind of refreshing i would think you know <laughs> no it was it was it was crazy i mean he, he was like i will literally kill you and you're like what are you like what you know what do you think i'm gonna do just sit there and well, i mean it was it was, it was, I, was I, I was i was out of uh i was out of uh responses at that point i, I wish i had a quick mind like adam hunter <laughs> Nah, you were fine. I mean, uh, if me and Todd said it, we wouldn't actually. No one would actually believe us. But um, (laughs) but with you, I mean, it was. uh, I can't wait for the fight. Now, I mean, that whole press conference, right? Uh, when you you know when he when he when he 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 pushed you, or when you when you when you when you pushed him back, and then he kind of went in for that double. It was like three different guys tackling you, right? I mean, did you fall backwards? Explain to me because I I watched it a, a billion times, but I can't really. I, I, I wasn't there, so please tell it's us what actually, happened. It's actually pretty embarrassing the way it happened because when I, when I was a, uh, when I was when we were going into this whole thing and he was trying to uh, hit me, I was down low, so I saw his legs. So I tried to grab his legs, but the security guard was in between us somehow. So I ended up falling on top of the security guard, and when I looked back. Jones was on top of the stage about to jump off on top of me, which is actually pretty scary because now my back's towards him and he's mad, you know, so I was like, oh, man, this ain't good. Well, somehow I ended up getting on my back to where he was actually able to kind of almost to my guard. I was able to grab his head and kind of hold him close so that he couldn't uh, hit me like he wanted to. At the very end, he kind of postured up and, and tried to punch me. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know what the, the craziest thing about it is? Is that uh, I haven't really watched it. You know, obviously we saw it when we were doing all the interviews and stuff. But all the stuff I remember so vividly. Like it was just like everything was going so slow. Like I was like, man, I can I can see just people around me. You know, like I could see and feel just people around me. I was like, man, this is crazy. How uh, how slow everything seemed to be to be going whenever. Uh, Whenever that whole thing was happening, right? The um, I I didn't like the way people were trying to say that 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 specific incident was going to be bad for the sport. Although, I will say that you've seen people shoving back and forth before at weigh-ins, but the fact that John Jones actually threw a punch, I think, was the, probably the first time I ever saw a punch thrown at one of those things. And um, to me, that just says that you're in his head like like no one's been before. Mm-hmm. I think uh, honestly, uh, um. You know when Nick Diaz and uh, when Nick Diaz and and uh, BJ Penn went forehead to forehead, they were kind of like moving each other's heads. Right. You know, 
right as Dana was pulling him away, I mean, right, BJ, uh, Nick was going to slap him. Nick tried to slap him, but then just barely moved BJ out of the way of him getting smacked. So guys try to hit each other in that situation. It just, it just doesn't happen. They get there a little faster with stopping it normally, I guess. Now, when you get home that night and it's all over the news, what does your wife say to you? She was actually there. So <laughs> she just said, I can't believe that nobody thought anything would happen after how this has festered for so long. Yeah. yeah. You, don't want, well, you don't want Selena mad at anybody. Yeah. About, by the no, way. I know. <laughs> and by the way, congratulations on getting engaged, man. That's that's uh, pretty amazing. About damn time, son. <laughs> I know, man. Thank y'all, man. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, I should have did it a long time ago, but you know, it just sometimes, you know, you just have to. Sometimes you just have to, to, to make a decision, and, and we made the decision we did. And now we're trying to find a day to get married. Well, that was the only reason that I was actually happy that fight got fight got postponed because I was worried that like once you got engaged, you'd have all these second thoughts. You'd be thinking about that, and what if she stops, you know, hooking you up and stuff with you know <laughs> sexual things? And so I was actually this way. You don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I never worry about how I'm going to perform when I get to the octagon. She's a good woman. She doesn't. She doesn't want me to. She doesn't want me to lose because she doesn't want me to make less money. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, obviously, Jones has a huge reach advantage, and you have a waist advantage. Um, <laughs> how are you going to deal with this big reach advantage that he, he has? I, I mean, I just have to fight like I always do, man. You know, I just got to pressure him, and I haven't really had trouble with with. Uh, what people would reach before, you know? So, uh, I'm just going to fight like I, I, I used to. And and, and, and then the, the thing about John is I just got to get him fighting with me. You know, I need him to fight with me. Uh, I can't play pretty pat with him on the outside. If I do that, I'm going to lose. I mean, that's, that's common knowledge. I got to get him fighting with me. And, and, and the moment I can do that, uh, I can ensure success. And how do I do that? By just pressing him and making him fight, you know? Gotta get in his face and make him fight. I mean, um, who are the guys that you're bringing in to kind of help you? You're, you're, you're bringing in an, um, uh, Phil Davis, right? Phil Davis came in and trained. Uh, he's gonna help me as we move forward, uh, as I'll help him prepare for going to share. Uh, Cyril Diabate is a striker from overseas that used to fight in the UFC, he's like 6'6. Six, six. Mm-hmm. Really good kickboxer. But majority, the more, majority of the time, she just train with my guys. I mean, Luke King, you know, I don't, I don't think that you have to change anything that is to be changed. Uh, they prepared me for a tall guy in the dashboard net. Foot Silver, they prepared me for Jeff Munson. They prepared me for tallest guys that I've faced, shortest guys that I've faced. And it, it, it's always been good enough. So, yeah, I'm going to run my team. You know, I got two of the best guys in the world that I can train with day to day and Nobody that he can train with can beat the two guys that I train with. So yeah, yeah no. I'll, uh, I'll, oh my guys. Although I was a little concerned about Kane though, because I saw a picture of him recently, and it looks like instead of brown pride, he should have brownie pride, because uh, <laughs> it looked like he's put on some pounds. You know, that's the danger of a guy 
change and we eat whenever we're injured. We don't fight for a long time. We just got to eat, hang out, you know what I mean? We like to eat, you know, so, uh, working on to get back in shape and be prepared for fight night. Um, yeah. Honestly, that is probably in the last three months since we went to the Ultimate Fighter to do Latin America. That might be the first thing he took was a t-shirt and it got all over the stupid internet. Because he, I mean, he's a winner, you know. He's like, I'm not in shape, but he goes, when am I ever going to have a six-pack? He goes, when am I ever going to have a six-pack? I go, yeah, it doesn't matter. I go, you'll be in shape and ready to fight. And he's like, I know. So, <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, Adam. Yeah. Make for Steve Velasquez, but put a man in that cage with him that can beat him. Oh, I, no, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I, that's my. That's my. Whenever people say that, you know, because I got that on Twitter. Oh, you look like this compared to kid. I go ahead. Put a man in there that can beat him. What do we do? We fight, right? We're not going in there, standing in the middle with a referee, and we start posing. You take your shirt off. I start posing. You start posing. Hey. If, you, if that's what we were doing, Keenan and I would be two of the worst fighters in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Don't start posing. We get in there and we fight. Pers- that's why we're two Personally, I think that you're the number one 205 pounder. You'd be the number two heavyweight. I mean, uh, and I and I, I don't know what happens to you and Kane. You might even be the number one heavyweight, but I know you guys are best friends and would never fight. So, uh I think you guys are the two baddest men on the on the planet, especially in your weight class. And and I, it was just a joke, but I, I mean, I just, you know. Well, but I mean, we've been getting that. You know, his Instagram and Twitter, so I can only imagine what he's been getting from these fans. So I get it, and I'm not. I'm, that's not even me. You know, so. Uh, but you know, whatever. You know, people are who, who they are, and they are how they are. So show me a man that can beat that guy, and uh, then maybe he'll he'll. Uh, Yeah, well, the thing about I like about you guys also is that is that you know you guys aren't you know the most physically gifted people out there, but you guys work your asses off, and you you're so much tougher than these guys, and, and and that's what I respect the most. It's not like like when I look at your body type, I'm like okay, like even when, like even when I stood next to you, I'm like you know Cormier is not a huge guy, but you work your fucking ass off, and that's what makes you so good. And same with Cain Velasquez. I mean, you look at what he did to Brock Lesnar. Not saying that Brock didn't work hard, but if you look at Brody's, Brock's body compared to Kane's, you'd say Brock's going to win that fight, and Kane just obliterated that guy, you know, within within minutes. So, uh, Brock, Montos, uh Bigfoot Silva, they all look so ripped up, but then when he's done with them, it's like, man. <laughs> but I like to say, you know, we're a couple, we're a couple durable station wagons. Ford F-150. Country you know, Squire. Yeah, you know, we're a couple, we're a couple farm, farm, uh, you know, we're a couple, uh, a couple machines you'll find on the farm, you know, built for durability and for toughness and, you know, it, it, we're not speed cars. We're not, it's not, we're not, they're not sexy car like Todd Rex. Todd Rex is a sexy car. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, uh, the three biggest. Todd, Todd Rex and I went to a war show and. My cousin had this slick black suit on. He was like, man, this dude looks like he's in the men in black, and I look like I'm someone's usher. <laughs> I did, dude. I look so terrible in a suit, man. <laughs> I look like a cadaver. <laughs> he looks like an actual usher, not usher, an, an actual usher. <laughs> no, not like it's not. not I look like he should be 
be opening the door whenever everybody, oh, your seat's over there. <laughs> Let me take you to your seat. Right. No, I'm I telling miss, you. I miss Todd Rex. This guy does not call me anymore. We were good friends. Oh, man. come on, son. Oh, sh- you don't answer your phone anymore. Wow. Todd? Yes? Todd, I'll be crazy. <laughs> I answer my phone. <laughs> you don't answer your phone anymore, man. I do, man, all the time. I just was sick last week. You guys, I was on my deathbed, boy. I heard you. I was on my death. I was hurting bad, boys. I and I felt terrible about it too. Nah, man. It's all, your, your health hey, is the most important. Daniel, it's Jake Ellenberger, man. I, I uh, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Look, looked up oh, to you man. in the. Oh, 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 oh. oh, guys, what is this? What's up? What? So Ellenberger's just sitting there with the mute button. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I can't even. I can't even get a word in, man. It's it's just I've been listening to these guys I'm like, talking. Hey guys, I don't get a word in. The, the juggernaut's on the, on the phone, too. You just, like, uh, let him creep up under me, behind no. me. <laughs> no, I've, I've been here the whole time. I just haven't I haven't been able to talk yet, so. <laughs> What's up, Jake? Not much, man. I, I um... I, it's funny. I've, I've been I've been a big fan of you for a long time in, in the wrestling world. Uh, it's funny because, actually, King Mo was one of the first people that told me about you. And I started watching you, uh... This is before MMA, but he was like, "This guy's this—he's the man. He's, if he goes into MMA, he's gonna—he's gonna destroy the world." And I was like, "Ever since then, I was like, I gotta watch." I was like, "Be on YouTube watching Daniel Cormier wrestle. Like, is is so awesome, you know? Going back watching him wrestle Kale Sanderson. I mean, some of the most epic wrestling matches I've ever seen from from Cormier. So I, I'm, I've always been a huge fan. And as far as him being a heavyweight champion uh, against Cain Velasquez, when I first started sponsoring Daniel back in the day and I was talking to Dwayne, Dwayne was like, Daniel's seriously the only guy in the gym that gives Kane fits that can handle Kane like on a regular basis. Yeah, no, Dan's uh, – I'm, I'm telling you when, you, when you threw away – when you threw around Dan Henderson, Jesus. he hasn't been thrown like that since Noah's Ark. I mean, he was <laughs> – you, you were throwing – tossed him like a child. Yesterday I tried to give Kane. I tried to be a, a handful for Kane, and I went two rounds and I could crawl out of the cage. I was like, ah, they're like, well, DC is supposed to do three rounds. I was like, how? I'm done. He was like, he was just, seemed like he was just getting started. I was exhausted. I was like, I'm out of here, boys. Like, what do you mean? Who's gonna go through that third round? I go put Bob in there. I stuck Bob in there. I'm so that I stuck Bob in there with Kane Velasquez because I was tired. That's hilarious. I said, boys, I'm just getting over the flu. There's no way I'm going to stand across the cage from this dude for another five minutes. Well, it's probably good the fight got postponed, I mean, if, if you had the flu, right? I mean, that, cause that, that could have messed up your whole camp. Well, not even that, Adam. Like, I'll be completely honest with you, man. When, whenever I heard the fight got postponed, I asked Lorenzo if I was still going to get the fight. Because, you know, with the whole Gustafson situation and, you know, I was worried, man. So when he told me, no, it's the fight we're keeping together, Honestly, man, I was actually kind of happy because I had been training and I had been working, you know, and I heard about this fight only at nine weeks out. And so I immediately started training, but I had a family trip down to Mexico plans for my little brother. And uh, I took a partner down there and I trained, but it was, I was running and I was working out, but it wasn't with guys like Kane and it wasn't with anyone that could actually compete, you know? So even when I got home, Kane was gone doing some promotional stuff. Rocco's been injured with his foot. So I was going with, with guys in the gym that weren't necessarily able to compete with me. Well, Phil Davis came in, and Phil and I sparred three rounds hard, and I was tired. I was like, man, I, I was like, I've got six weeks to get in shape to go two more rounds with the best fighter in the world 
I was like, man, you know, I might actually be in a little trouble here because I didn't know if I had enough time to get prepared to go five rounds as hard as I'm going to need to go uh, against the John Jones. So <laughs> to be honest with you boys, once I realized that I was still getting this fight, I was actually kind of happy because now I've got, I mean, I've already started working out. Um, I've got uh, September, October, November, December. I've got four months to prepare for John Jones. So I can work uh, to, 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 to those nine weeks. I can work five weeks, six weeks to get to those nine weeks before I actually have to start really kicking it in the high gear for training camp. So did you, uh, were you already starting your peak when he, when he pulled out? Like, did it kind of mess your timing up? See, there was no going into your peak. It was grind, 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 grind. I'm 35. So, uh, honestly, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I probably would have because I was trying to go so hard, so fast to get in shape because dude, since I fought Dan Henderson, I had done in the gym, honestly, six times because I was doing the TV thing and the chill got fired. So I got all of his jobs and I was like, I was just super busy, like just super busy with TV. I was gaining so much weight and I was spending too much time behind the desk. I was doing a show called UFC now in Burbank on Tuesdays. I would do UFC tonight, sometimes on Wednesdays. Then I would do the weigh-in and post-fight shows on Friday, Saturday, and then come home Sunday. So some days I was spending five days in L.A. just doing TV, you know. So, uh, and, 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 and honestly, not not uh, not training when I wasn't. So Selena and I would go down with the kids. I would work Tuesday morning, be off all day, all afternoon Tuesday, work all day Wednesday, have a day off on Thursday. Shoot, we'll go to Disneyland or something, eat some turkey legs. Go work Friday, Saturday, hit Disneyland on Sunday, go back home to San Jose on Monday, and then go back to L.A. midweek, you know? So it was like, it was just a little much, you know? I wasn't really training. Wow. Do you think that um, John really got hurt or he was trying to mess with you? I believe he got hurt, man. You know, I, don't, I mean, just think about it, Adam. Like, I mean, if you're going to fight a guy that you genuinely dislike, like, and he said it himself, he goes, sometimes there are guys where losing is just not an option. That That's Shale Sonnen. The Rashad Evans situation, and obviously me, Gustafson too. He'll want to work hard and be prepared. But if if he was to fight me, or if I was to fight him, and I was the champion, and he had only eight to ten weeks to train, that's ideal for me. That's not that's not sufficient prep time for a five round title fight. I mean, it can be done, but you're not going to get the same man in January that you would have got on September 27th. I would have fought hard, Adam. I would have fought as hard as, I, as my body would have let me. And I would have went as hard as I could. And I would have won. But on January 3rd, I'm going to be able to go way harder. Now, when, uh, and honestly make it look easy. Now, when John's you fought, in trouble. When you fought Henderson, I remember in that, in that third round, your corner told you, uh, you got to fight this guy, Daniel. Was there a party that didn't want to beat him up? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> he never had to tell me to fight him. That was his corner telling him to fight because they figured he couldn't get any offense off. That wasn't me. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't feel bad for him because if he would have hit me, he, he would have knocked me out and not felt bad for a second, you know. So uh, I was fighting to win that fight, um, and I was dominating the fight, so I was going to continue to do what I was doing. Um, I would have fought him as long as they would have uh, told me I had to fight him. I respect Dan Henderson so much that for me not to have given him, if, if for me not to 
uh, for me not to have given him 110% would have been disrespectful to him in a way. Right. Because I, I, I think Dan Henderson's great, so he needed to get the best Daniel Cormier or, or uh, that would be unfair to him. And that's what he got. You know, I thought I fought well. Uh I've never, I've never had a fight like that because I never really wrestle that much in my fights. You know, I normally try to stand and oh, man. I do other things. Whereas this time, I actually had a, uh, a uh, my 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 focus was was actually my wrestling and, and my ground game. Those are some of the craziest throws I've ever seen. Now, I remember in uh, blood sport when Van Dam was training, they threw sand in his eyes uh, to get him ready for like being blind. I know that John Jones pokes a lot of people. Are you training? Are, you, are they throwing sand in your eyes during practice or having you train with like eye patches? <laughs> hey, bro, can I say something to him? Sure. I think there was actually sand in the cage. I don't know what that was, but I, was, I had so much like sand and shit in my hair after the fight. So I don't know. Maybe Dan got, Dan got sand in his face because. Dude, it was everywhere. It was all over my body. It was all over my hair. Like, my hair was full of sand. Jake, you fought since. Like, Jake, you fought the same night as me. Did you feel that? In the, in the octagon? Yeah, it on was, the ground. It was, it was a little rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think there was sand on, on Dan's feet from crossing the desert with Moses? <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jake? Like, seriously, what was that? No, I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It was like there was sand or something like with that grainy inside of on the floor. It wasn't the ash from your elbows? (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) It could have been. Or it could have been my toenails popping off as I was like kicking the stuff. No, but I'm saying, but John Jones is known to poke a lot of people in the eyes. I mean, he's, I mean, right? Like, like we said in the show, he's poked more men than Anderson Cooper. Oh, um, so, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> than Anderson Cooper. Oh, and he can take a dick, but can't take a joke. Oh, uh, so, so, <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, aren't you a little concerned about being poked? Uh you know what, man? I, I, I always say that that John is doing that, trying to gauge range and distance. So, I mean, if he, I mean, you know, what's going to happen? You know, you, you lose a fight because someone pokes you in the eye. That's not why John Jones beats these guys. He beats these guys because he's better than them, not because he pokes them in the eye. Uh, am I concerned about it? I'm kind of having fun with it. I mean, if you didn't, you know, we did a little video a while back, me and Luke Crocko and Phil Davis about the eye pokes, but, you know, it's all in fun, man. I'm, I'm not going to spend time and energy worrying about him poking me in the eye when I can be getting better. You know what I mean? Right. My whole focus and my whole goal in the next four months is to be the best Daniel Cormier that I can be when I step into the cage because uh, phony, fake, uh, whatever you want to call him, you know, he's a champion and he's probably the best champion we've ever had. He's probably the greatest uh, fighter the UFC's ever had. Is he the best mixed martial artist that we've ever seen? Probably not in terms of just skill. But in terms of how he competes in the octagon, I don't think anybody's ever done it better. So my focus is to just get better to where I can go out there and beat this dude up. And not even, I don't want it to be close. I don't want to be standing in the middle of the cage at the end of the fifth round with my heart thumping through my chest. I want to know that the the, the, the announcer is going to scream that I'm the new champion. You know, just and walk to the center confident knowing that I'm going to be the new champion. 
Well, look, man, you're a guy who's been through so much. I'm not going to even get into it right now because I don't want to. We talked about this on other podcasts, but you've been through so much, and I got nothing. I got so much respect for you, and you're such a nice guy. I don't even know if you remember this. You were the guy you asked my girlfriend at the time. She was a little Asian girl. You're with your cousin, and you're like, "Hey, uh, can you take a picture of me and my cousin?" And then she looked at you, and you're like, "Uh, you're you're actually scaring me right now." Uh, you were, and she was like, and then she told me that, and I'm like, "That guy was scared of you." I'm like, "That," I'm like, "That's how big of a bitch you are." Well, you're scaring the bad. No, no, I'm kidding. But but I'm saying so. It was. She actually, she actually was like, she didn't want to do it. She's like, "I'm not taking a picture of you." Tell me, and I felt kind of like, "Oh my god." So it was just, but it just shows you how polite and how nice you are. You're such a such a great guy, man. Now, uh, have you switched? Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Huh? Have you switched deodorant? Dude, let me tell you something. My deodorant failed me miserably, but it's not my fault. It's Selena's fault. It is Selena's fault, and I I am so glad you brought that up, Adam. It wasn't even like it wasn't it wasn't a pit stain. It went from my armpit to my belt. The thing was oh. longer. It was longer. I was like, man, it's hot up in here. I was sitting there on doing the interview, like it's kind of hot, you know. That was kind of heavy, you know. I was like, man, it's real hot up in here. And then when I got up and saw those pictures, I was like, holy cow! Why didn't someone say that I was dripping sweat down my side on my t-shirt? Now I'm gonna bury this deodorant company. It's called Tom's. The same, uh, I guess. Tom's. You was Tom's. The yeah, same Tom's toothpaste people. The guy from MySpace. Tom's. <laughs> it's Tom's deodorant. Uh, Isn't he from my Maine? girl, Selena, uh, got into this whole. Well, we can't use Crest or any of that because they're putting something in the toothpaste. Don't <laughs> yeah, it's use called products that you need. <laughs> bro, she's reading. She's reading too much internet, bro. So everything's organic and shit. Hey, I go. Hey, I need something that says sport on it. Organic stuff does not work for a big guy like me. What are you doing? I said, see what you did. Do you see what you did? Uh, uh, oh man! Now uh, people on the underground they called you the Black Fedor. Uh, and they want to know if you actually enjoy that nickname or you don't like it. I think it's fine, man. You know, I mean, anytime you get compared to the greatest uh, heavyweight of all time, uh, it's it's awesome. You know, I mean, at this point, Fedor Milianico still won, you know, twenty eight or thirty fights in a row. Uh, he was a man. You know, I thought he, I think he was the greatest heavyweight of all time in his era, and and uh, still to this day, um, I believe that Kane's going to pass him. But you know. For, for what, what he was, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. That's, I think that's a huge compliment. Uh, cool. And now, I mean, it's just, a, I, I think that also there's a maturity factor between Daniel. I mean, you don't, you don't mm. see Cormier going on people's Twitters and, tw- and Instagram and calling them names, then deleting it three seconds later. And then it got hacked. Uh, and then <laughs> claiming he, he got hacked and this and that. There's a certain, like, I think lifestyle of, of that John has and the people around him. He's got all these yes men telling him what he wants to hear. Where, it just seems like, uh, like Dan, you you don't have those distractions. You know, you don't have that 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 whole thing around. You you don't believe your own hype, and I think that's gonna that's gonna help you. I mean, I would assume. Well, I hope so. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, John's young. You know, he's 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 a younger guy. Had all the success in the world at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And you know what else, man? Like people, he's a you know he's a big deal, man. These guys. They, they don't do these interviews very often. Like, you know, I'll, I'll sit and do an interview with you guys. Uh, when I'm not even, I don't even have a fight. They don't really do that. You know, Kane doesn't do that very often either. Uh, for the champions, they don't. So when they come around, it's a big deal. So everybody around them is so excited. And it, it brings excitement. And um, when that's how people respond to you all the time, how can you not kind of start to, to buy into that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a lot of reasons and factors why... 
John behaves the way that he does. Whatever. Well, it's know, good. Well, I can only be. I, 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 I care about, you know, this whole thing is bad because at some point we're going to have to explain that to our kids. And that's what, uh, what I'm not very happy about. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like your kid, your kids know. Wasn't your kids super excited? Like, yeah, my dad's gonna be the champion, right? Didn't Dana say that? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. My daughter's like mumbling that she can barely speak it, but she's like, "I was like, Kiki, I'm gonna be the champion," and she's like, "My dad's a champion. My dad's gonna be champion." <laughs> she kept saying it for like a day and a half, and I was like, "Get all teary eyed every time." <laughs> That's awesome. That's every awesome. time. That's awesome. <laughs> I need to. I need to get a daughter just for that. Hello. I want to have a kid so I can hear that. Hey, hey, hey Lotus. Hey, Lotus. What listen, that? listen, listen. What's up? Okay, so so uh, you, uh, just 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 uh, for future shows, you can't have Ellen Berger just sleeping in the back. He's <laughs> <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, listen. It's cool that he's on the show, and every now and again he'll make his presence felt. But you can't have the juggernaut just sleeping in the back. Well, you gotta like get Sleep, him involved. Sleeping like, you know, in the back. Talk to Jake. Jake, do you have any questions for? Uh, I have so many questions. I don't, Let's hear it. Thank you. Can I talk, Adam? Yeah, no, I'm just. Please I'm do. joking. It's no. It's been great. We really don't have enough time. As we much have time. Come like. on. We have time. Let's, no, hear, I mean, let's like, hear the questions. I mean, like, I'm talking about enough time for the interview. We're wrapping up anyway. No, we're not no. wrapping up. I want to hear your questions for Cormier. Hey, Jake. Jake, don't fall for it, Jake. They're gonna let you ask, and they're gonna say, "We're out of time." DC, thanks for joining. us. <laughs> no. looking at the clock. Come on, Jake. Hey, Jake seriously, don't let them do it to you, Jake. There's only two minutes left in the show, Bryce. All right, all right. Da- all right. <laughs> Okay, Seconds Daniel. Out. Daniel, it's been eight months and Jake has not been laid yet. Oh, come on. Do you on. have any any honestly, every week we come in here, we go, How was your weekend? You get Daniel. any puss? No, Jake has a Jake has a smoking hot girlfriend. I've seen her before. You kidding me? Who's this girlfriend? What are you talking about? Jake's girlfriend's beautiful. Who is this girl? Who are you talking about? Jake, just don't tell him. Leave him wanting <laughs> Listen, to know, Jake. Don't here, ever give him everything. I've, I've, I've never talked about females on the show, so he just they're they're assuming I'm a virgin, and that's kind of the ongoing joke right now. <laughs> So hey, Jake, Jake Jake doesn't go out and Jake doesn't it. get laid. Jake, don't oh don't give him everything, Jake. That's what you do. You gotta keep wanting more. <laughs> I've done it to Todd Rex, like where I've told him half of a story. He go, I'll tell you the rest later, and then he'll ask me like hours later, like, hey, you forgot to tell me the rest of that story. I'm like, nah, no, I didn't. He's like, what <laughs> so do you mean funny. you didn't? I'm like, I didn't forget to tell you. <laughs> and then I just kinda walk away. It's like you gotta leave him wanting a little bit more, Jake. I'm telling you, don't give him not especially not these two jokers. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So what happened with Khabib? Hey, huh? Oh, man. Did you guys see Khabib? Khabib's like, Khabib's like, hi, brother. This is my, you know, he called me the other day. Hi, brother. I go, what's up, Khabib? I go, what's wrong? What's wrong, my brother? He goes, my knee, I hurt my knee. And my LCA. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, I, <laughs> I tear my LCA. I said, what is an LCA, Khabib? I go, you know that doesn't exist, right? That is not a ligament in your knee. It's an ACL. Oh, yes, brother, ACL. He goes, I weigh 195 pounds. I said, Whoa. oh, my goodness. He's a monster, dude. Wow. He is a monster, bro. Wow. The moment they give that kid the title shot, he's going to just pick up people and just slam them down. He smothers them. Yeah, he's, I mean, you look at a, what he did to Dos Anjos. I mean, he's uh Bro, he's a, he's a monster, bro. He is a monster. And he's always in such phenomenal shape. He, does, he never gets tired. Do you think he wins he's the belt at 155? I do. Honestly, I, I was I was talking to my I was talking to my manager the other day, Bob Cook, and uh, Bob was just like he he doesn't manage Khabib. You know, Khabib's one of the guys that comes into our gym during training camp, and he's just like, man, 
he goes, he's just a handful for everybody because once he grabs you, he just kind of smothers you. Like, he's so big, he's so strong, and he's in great shape. So it's like, by the end of the third round against Dos Anjos, Dos Anjos could hardly, he he started, to, he eventually started playing the guard because he couldn't get up. He would just keep getting thrown down. And then that Abel Trujillo, who's knocking everybody out, Khabib took him down 23 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. Uh, Think about how good Abel is. Now Jake has a fight against Kelvin Gastelum coming up. Do you have any? Uh, advi- you have any? Do you have any advice for Jake? Yes, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there at the event. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they, you know, he's a big strong. He's a big strong kid. He's improving daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think that I just think that that right now, Ellen Berger at this point in his career has seen way too much a different level of opponent. I mean, Jake's fought, you know, Rory. Jake's fought Robbie Lawler. Jake's fought, Jake's fought everybody. You know? So Jake Shields. So uh, I think the level of competition is going to carry Jake in this fight. But Jake, I got to tell you one thing, bud. Use your wrestling. Don't get in no striking battle with these dudes, man. For what? Didn't we tell them that the when last fight? Every week. Told you. Every day. Jake, whenever they don't, whenever they don't, have, when they don't have the wrestling to fear, they gain. They, there's confidence in just knowing that that mm-hmm. there is no wrestling to fear. That's why I can fight the way I fight every time because I know there's no wrestling to fear against any of these dudes. Mm-hmm. So use your wrestling, man. Just mix it up, and uh, if you do that, I think you'll be fine. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No Words of wisdom from the champ. Any 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 dating advice for him? Use your wrestling. Use your wrestling. Chloroform and wrestling. Wrestlers are, wrestlers are known to have great hips, so Jake Jake's fine. Listen, Jake's I, fine. That's that's a distraction. I don't I don't need that right now. I'm I'm, I'm my my days are completely filled as it is. No more naked parties. Jake 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 Jake. Jake. Don't tell him that. Jake Jake. Don't. Be so, he's so cute. Adam's so cute. Isn't he? He's he's, he's adorable. Kid. He's got that butt chin. If I, sometimes you know, <laughs> I can see why guys oh. want to put it in there. Listen, oh my God. so, uh, I mean, those kind of guys. All right, listen. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. Where are you going? Okay. Is she up there? Yeah, she's up there. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, I got the, uh, hold on a second. I got the picture, Reed. I got the picture, but it's in my, uh, I'll bring up. He knows where. This is a great pod, best podcast ever. You can hear you can hear Daniel Cormier ordering food okay. right now. Right. I'll have six six big ribs. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Original recipe. Uh, four shakes. What, what are you doing? Hey, we just ordering some original I, recipe. No, I was actually given a. Uh, I uh, one is this guy that I know. His uh, he 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 um he owns like a. Uh, uh, it's a, a like a, a video company, and he goes on tour with these these rock and roll bands and these country bands and stuff. And one of the guys that's like in this band, I can't remember what band it is. Maybe it's like it's actually maybe it's like Big and Rich or something like the country band. Yeah. And the guy's like a big fan, so he wanted like a, an autograph picture. His wife, his wife carpools with a lady that trains at our gym, so I was bringing the uh, the photograph. Oh. Yeah. All right. Always, always about the fans. <laughs> Such a nice guy. He's like, hold on one sec. There's a cat in the tree right now. Yeah. I was just saving a tree. Uh, hold on one sec. There's an old lady about to get hit by a truck. Hey, they... I got her. I got her. Yeah. Such a such a good dude. Hey, let me let me ask you guys a question though. Sure. We we're doing UFC uh on UFC on FX eight and 
Thursday afternoon, Rashad Evans and I are done, and, and, and Michael Bisman, we're done at 5 p.m. Any of you boys doing anything funny on Thursday night, comedy show, or anything that you can, you can invite us to? Absolutely. No? Yes. You, you yes. want to invite us to? Uh, okay, yes. invite uh, me to your comedy show, please. Uh, okay, no problem. I will text you the information. Yeah, I have Thank a show you. too. I Unfortunately, it. be in Maryland. Yes, absolutely. I'll text Todd, you. Hey, Todd, Todd's leaving, of course, because he's like, "Oh, I don't want to hang out with these guys." Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to hang out with you. Give me a bum voice. <laughs> What's that? You bum. you found, bro. The 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 reason that uh, Daniel Cormier <laughs> is on the podcast <laughs> right now is a uh, affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need more black people to uh, enjoy MMA. <laughs> hey, Todd, Todd, listen to this, though. What's that? Don Jones and I were on World Star Hip Hop twice and had over a million views on World Star Hip Hop. Really? Wow. About a million views on World Star. Wow. Dude, if somebody would have just like audited uh, some audio over when we were fighting, someone just going. World Star, <laughs> World Star, it would be awesome, right? Like, God dang, what are you guys doing? Let's do the World That's, Star thing. I, I just want to say oh, that uh, Gregor's even World Star. January 3rd, you're uh, going to knock his bitch ass out. <laughs> Come to the White House, have dinner with me and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> After you knock that, that bitch ass motherfucker out. God, you got, you've gotten really good at that. I remember when you first started doing it, and it was just awful. It sounded like John Kerry. <laughs> it's much, hey, you were going for Barack Obama in the beginning, yes, and you were getting a little John Kerry, Bill Clinton. It was kind of in the middle of the southern weird. He sounded like Czech Congo, you know. actually. Czech Congo. It's good now, though. God, it's very good now. Good I job, pre- man. I appreciate wow, that, though, Hansel. That. Well... <laughs> Well, after after getting all the free handouts, you, th- you might as well thank the guy that's giving them to you. <laughs> what? All right, boys. Because you're getting handouts from Obama. All right, so listen, uh, Daniel Cormier, it's a pleasure having you on the show. You are uh, champ. You're going to be the champ. The champ is here. You're, you're amazing. You're you're a great influence. You're a great role model. Where can people find you? At Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Twitter at DC underscore MMA, Instagram at DC underscore MMA, and like my Facebook pa- fan page, Daniel Cormier MMA. Guys, also grab your Break Bones tees. They're every all different colors. Man, you better send me one. Uh, get them at the cfathletic.com. Uh, they're awesome, man. They're great T-shirt. Send send me one, man, and I'll send you a Daniel Cormier trauma shirt. I mean, you still got some for me, don't you? I do. You got some for where, where are my T-shirts at, man? I want them. I actually want them now. They're at my house. All right, I'm gonna pick them up. I, oh wait, I'm not allowed to go there. Why not? Because you're gonna be in Because you're gonna be in Maryland. Every time I'm in LA, you're like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna be there. I don't want to fight you, Todd. <laughs> I don't want to fight. You. I want to see that. <laughs> hey, Adam. Before I go, yes, I just want you to know that the night that John Jones, like, kind of like. This Todd. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Yes. Hey, the kind of this Todd at the World MMA Awards. I've never seen a guy's feeling so hurt, Adam. Like, oh, I mean, wow. oh my God. Wow. That is hey, such BS. Adam, this dude was hurt. This oh, dude. Oh, Daniel man. was the hurt one. Daniel was like, did he really say that? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, this dude walked back like he was about to start crying. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he didn't diss me. He dissed you to me. He was like, nothing, man. Nothing. I was like, what is wrong, dude? I was like, what's wrong with you? He's like, no, weird. He's like, nothing, man. I don't want to say nothing. 
I was like, all right, man. Now, that part is true. Because Daniel was like, I'm going to go over there and say something to this dude. And I was like, I don't want to be looking like a snitch. And then, you know, John turned to me. You know what would have been awesome if that was your voice and not just this sad, somber. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You got to hang up on this guy. Who is this clown? You got a kid in trouble and you're like, why'd you do that? I don't know. And they kind of like go, and they suck their teeth every time. Like, oh, my God, oh, man. I'm going to spank you. And then, so they start trying to stop. That was Todd. I don't want to say nothing. He's like, I don't want to be a snitch. The teeth sucker, get out of here. Wow, sucking your teeth. I've never done that. The whole time he's like he's like telling me what's going on. He's like shaking his head no. Like, this dude was bad, man. This dude hurt so bad. <laughs> this dude hurt bad, dude. Like, that, bad. That's so funny. I, I, wow. That was so nice <laughs> yeah, of you to stick bad. up for your friend. That's so nice mm-hmm. of you, Daniel, to protect Todd. I appreciate that. I did actually. I ended up protecting him. He went know, over to him and was like, hey, did yeah. you hurt my buddy Todd's feelings? <laughs> I was like, what did you do to Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, he's all, well, first off, who's Todd? I was like, that cream-colored brother over there with the big suit. <laughs> with the big suit. What a the, the, the usher at the door, by the door. <laughs> oh, I thought he worked there. All right, man. I got to get going, boys. All right, all right, DC. Thank you, man. All right, man. Thanks thank for you. being on the show. Hey, thank you, guys. Adam, text me. Bye-bye. Will do. Later, man. Wow, that was funny. Dude, that, coolest guy ever. That is so funny. I didn't realize he was so hurt. Now it all makes sense why Daniel went up, why, why he went up to John Jones because he, he was protecting me, man. He was protecting me. What a nice guy. <laughs> I want someone to hurt me so you can protect me too as well. I go around getting hurt by people. He's That's like, so funny. Oh man. He's like, who the hell is Todd? All right, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we we got to get going. We're gonna cover the Invicta fights really, really quick. Uh, because th- we should just because then everyone's going. Yo, you said you were going to throw Victor because they have oh, a hard Invicta, Okay, uh, we're going to cover the Invicta. Uh, bunch of broads fighting. <laughs> See you next week. So, all right, real real quick, uh, Michelle Waterson versus Yasuko Tamara. Jake, who do you like? I'm going to go with Waterson. I think she's a little bit more well rounded and she's a little more aggressive. Do you know anything about the other girl? I'm going with Watsamata. What's that? You know anything about Yasuka? Yeah, she's she's fantastic on the ground. Really? Great submission girl. Yeah, absolutely. You seen not, her fight before? Not, I have. Bad, not bad in bed either. I have. <laughs> what, 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 you're going to get us killed, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> not bad in bed. You think either. anyone is going to take this seriously? <laughs> not bad in bed <laughs> You guys are just creating more females to hate our show. <laughs> I know. They're going to listen to it. They're going to listen to the show because of Cormier. Not bad in bed either. Really? What if I can... <laughs> What is this dice doing over? <laughs> wow! Yeah, there goes our job. All right, Fox so sports is like all right. Stephanie right. Stephanie Eggink versus Katja Kanapa. You, you know you know who that is. I don't. All right, well we'll skip that one. Tanya Ebinger versus Ideana Gomez. This girl, Ideana Gomez. Have you seen this girl? No. She is a monster. I mean, she's a beat. I'm not saying like like in a, a bad way, like a monster. I'm saying she looks like she could mess people up. I mm. mean, uh, really. She, yeah, you got to see a picture of this chick. Uh, she's everyone's saying she's the next big thing, and that she that she would give her on the uh, Samsung. Uh, why why Samsung? There's a thing, the next big thing. Here, I got to show you a picture of this girl. This girl looks this this girl looks like uh, she could. Here, I'll show you pictures of her. Hold on, you got to see the picture of this chick. Here's this is this oh is the girl. God. She's fighting Tanya uh, Ebinger. Tanya Ebinger is no joke. She's from Brazil? Yeah, she's from Brazil. She's uh, 
people have been hyping her up as uh, one to watch. Hmm. So uh, I'm interested in that fight a lot, actually, because people are people are talking her up a lot. I, I hope Tanya I, wins. I though. like Evan. Yeah, she came on the show. Yeah, she's, she's su- really cool. Super sweet, super cool chick. Um, Tara Larosa versus Roxanne Matafari. I got to go with Larosa. Uh, I hope it's a draw. I, I, I love know. both of them. Really, I like them both a lot. I know. I think. I, both great girls. I got to go with Tara also if I had to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I feel like I like Roxanne. I, I feel like her game isn't as well rounded as as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, great, great girl, uh, great person, great human. Uh, Peggy Morgan's fighting. She was the on the Ultimate Fighter. She's a school teacher. She's the redhead. Uh, on the, that was on the Ultimate Fighter that season with the guys and the girls. Uh, Michelle Old is fighting. We got to go for Michelle Old this week. Hopefully, she won't shart. <laughs> a lot of people, by the way, uh, are now huge Michelle Old fans. Yeah. You should have seen the funny hashtags ever since she went on the show. People are like, well, "I'm a huge Michelle Old fan." However, she, and then hashtag not getting in my butt. You know, <laughs> right. Oh man, people people love that. Uh, I actually rolled with the girl uh, yesterday. What, what, yesterday tell me the time. story. I missed something here. What? What happened? She comes on the show and says that she likes, she's bisexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has two kids, mm-hmm. um, and, but she loves getting guys back to her place and sticking stuff off their butts. Oh. That's, that's like what she loves to do. That's, that's her, her favorite thing. thing. Hmm. She, she lo- but she says that four or five guys have went home with her who said that they were going to do it, but they, they all chicken out at the last minute. So, and, you know, she's looking for a guy to do that to. And, many, and so then I put on the internet, I put on. Uh, uh, the underground. <laughs> Michelle Old, Michelle old likes, likes putting stuff butts. up guys' butts. That that was the um, <laughs> that was the name Red of the title. And a lot of people. And it, and then it was pretty funny so far. Michelle Old, I like sticking up stuff up guys' butts. And then people, she could stick up whatever she wants up my poop shoot. That's what, that, that was the that was wow. the first person. And then someone wrote, "You will wuss out." And then that went on for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth. Um, and then uh, people started. So this was went on forever. Mom needs to. Then she's the kind of girl I would take home with my mom. Mom would ask why I'm walking funny though. And then this goes on for forever. Oh, we never got to Dana White's tweets. All right, we're gonna close the show with Dana White's tweets, which were the best things I've I've I've, I've, I've actually read over the weekend. Okay. So Dana White. Let me, let me look this up. Dana White. Oh, my phone just died. All right. Great. Sorry that we're not more professional people. I gotta pee. All right, hold on. This is really funny. All right, we're, we, we are coming to the end of the show. The final, the final couple minutes. We're talking to wrap it up. All right, so Dana White, here we go. <laughs> Things that made me laugh over the weekend. Dana White never fails to crack me up. All right, so somebody writes to Dana White. It was just, keep in mind, this is during 177 when all this stuff was going on. So first, he like got ranked number uh, eight as the... Most eighth sleaziest guy in sports by G- by GQ magazine. Bob Arum, really? One. Which yeah, he was like he he was number seven was War Machine, but oh, then number nine was Lance Armstrong, or I think it was the, uh, the other way. Yeah, yeah. So he was like kind of annoyed about that. Sleazy. Uh, Don, Don King and Bob Arum got to be up at number one. So he said, killers, Lance. child molesters, and woman beaters. Guy who did that at list is a piece of shit. That's what he writes. So, all right. Lance Armstrong's not a he's sleazy. I guess on the list for other people. So somebody writes, Dana, I used to get all the pay-per-views now. Like most people, I don't give a fuck. At least you're big in Mexico. So somebody writes, Matt Dooley wrote that. Pretty much like what you have to say on Twitter. Over a thousand posts and no followers. Nobody gives a shit what you think. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that was one thing he gets. I like that. That's, uh, 
somebody writes, Silky Johnson wrote, Dana White, you're an embarrassment to promoters everywhere. Don King, Gary Shaw, and Don Aram, I think it's Bob Aram, are laughing hysterically at the trash you put on. He wrote, your amount of followers and picture are an embarrassment. Get off Twitter and move out of Sacramento tonight. (laughs) 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 This is the head of the UFC. I love him. Uh, I love him. Okay, and then uh, somebody writes, Dana White, how about putting on a pay-per-view card worth purchasing even if someone goes down? This is not FS1 or Fox. He wrote, shut the fuck up until you get a follower. Then you can yap. That was a... (laughs) (laughs) Then you can yap. So then he wrote... uh, What else he wrote? He wrote... um, Somebody writes, fucking stupid fight. I stopped paying for UFC a long time ago. That was from Sandigal Sanam. He wrote, the five guys who follow you are wasting their time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He he doesn't call you and consult what to say to these things? No, no. uh, No, I mean, I I can never be as funny as Dana White on Twitter. This is, uh, this is, he's he's, uh, so funny. He goes, uh, so then somebody writes, somebody has a picture with him. It looks like him and his his mother, an older lady, uh, his grandma. He goes, uh, did it, Dwayne Carlisle writes, I'm not watching any more of this trash car tonight. He wrote, blocking you and your girlfriend in your Twitter pic. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny, man. Oh, he's, he's, I mean, and then somebody writes, uh, uh, Dana White, can't be mad. Fans don't want to pay for a pay per view that is worse than a free FS1 card. That's not our fault. Nobody told you to buy anything. <laughs> It's so to the point. You gotta love this dude. <laughs> dude this is like, you would never see, like, I, I love, I, I never saw a guy with sheer honesty. I think the best one was the five guys who follow you are wasting their time. This is the best, this is the best one. He goes, uh, this guy, Larry Alec, right? You think we're going to pay for the trash you keep putting on? Shut the fuck up, dork. Who asked you to buy it? Did I go ask you to buy tonight's card? You don't want to watch tonight's card? Then rent the notebook. (laughs) Rent the notebook. (laughs) Rent the notebook. (laughs) And then people were defending the notebook. Right. That's a great movie. Oh, my God. I cried. So, yeah, those are some of Dana White's from last week. Those are my favorite. They they make me laugh. They make me laugh uh, more than anything. I I don't know. That makes me laugh. I can't believe the shit he puts on. Anyway. I, have, I have a question I want to ask the fans, and that question is, if we were to get MMA Roasted t-shirts, would fans buy them? Yes. Good question. Would you buy an MMA Roasted t-shirt? Uh, maybe even signed by us yeah. uh, for, uh, to d- decrease the value. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that is a thing. Also, we have to get a picture for uh, my buddy uh, Paul Pisco. He's a guy with one leg who is a jiu-jitsu instructor, and I tell you, he wants a picture with all of us. Oh, yeah. So we have to, get, we have to take a picture. Put it out inside. Told him we would. Paul Pisker, listening. I've not nice. forgotten about you. So uh, this week, where am I going to be? Uh, Friday, I'm in Fresno at uh, One Casino. Saturday night at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Next week, I'm at the Ice House. Next Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Uh, T-Rex, where are you at this week? <clears throat> I'm at uh, Magoobie's Joke House in Timonium, Maryland, outside of Baltimore. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and be back on Sunday. So if you're in Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, come check me out. Jake? I'm in L.A. and Orange County this whole week. Nice. Uh, but I want to come see uh, I want to come see one of your shows here soon, Adam. It's Hell been, yeah. It's been a little while. 
Thanks. Yeah. I'll be training. 180, UFC 180, Mexico City, boop, boop. November 15th. So that's when I'm back. And uh, we had Evan the Beard in today because DJ had some, had some stuff to do. Thank you, yeah, Evan your, the Beard. Your, your check will be in the mail, Evan. Thank you, Evan. You're, you're a great guy. Have a great <laughs> week, guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.